What's up everybody and welcome to Anime Baby, where the card's subject to change. This is your self-isolating host Mikey, flying solo for this intro. If you remember at the end of our Fruits Basket episode, the plan going forward was for our next episode to be all about Keijo. It was meant to be our go-home show to Anime Detour, and speaking of Detour, we had a bunch of panels planned that were going to be recorded and posted to the podcast feed. Basically, the next month or so after our last episode was set to be an awesome month. Well, as you all know, that isn't going to be the case. A global pandemic has pretty much shut down everything, including Anime Detour, and Ryan and I are stuck in our homes for the foreseeable future. So it's going to be a while until things are back to normal and we're able to record a new episode for you all. Until then, enjoy this bonus podcast, which is a compilation of the conversations we have right before we recorded each podcast. It's pretty much us just shooting the shit and talking about whatever. These conversations will be from when we first started recording them back in August when we did our My Hero Academia movie episode with Tony, and we'll go all the way until our Fruits Basket episode. Some of these conversations are a little dated at this point, but I hope you'll still get a kick out of them anyway. Also, when you hear this sound... That means that's the end of one conversation and the start of a new one. And I think that pretty much is all that needs to be said right now. Again, it's going to be a while until Ryan and I can get together and record a new episode. We're living in uncertain times right now, but I know one thing that's for certain, and that's that we will be back. So, with all that out of the way, this is the first volume of Bebe Bullshit. So without further ado, let's start the show. Testing, testing, testing. One, two, three. Oh, god damn. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but, uh, yeah, Vigilante's first uh, five volumes are actually pretty good, actually. Well, it's sort of, sort of kind of good. I mean, it's, how do I explain Vigilante's a little bit? Side story. <laughs> Side story, and also, I would describe best describe it as amateurish, but fun, actually. Okay. Yeah, because there are some, like, aspects to it that are honestly, like, um... <coughs> I don't know, because like the, the, the whole story is about like three um, people, three heroes on the side who are vigilantes. Uh, they 
Yeah, no, they explain that within the world of my hero, like vigilantes are just people who just work outside the law. And Basically like, like a, a Batman or whatnot. Yes, that is literally the inspiration behind one of the vigilantes. Wow, <laughs> what a shock! Like specifically one of them is just Bruce Wayne. His name is uh, Knuckle Duster. Knuckle Duster, okay. <laughs> uh, I was hoping it'd be something more fun like Bruce Bane. Bruce Bane. Bruce Bane. <laughs> I'm sorry. You, you would think, no, but uh, no, it features... Bruce Bane. Uh, it features a... <laughs> Features like a nineteen-year-old college student. Features like a nineteen-year-old college student named Koichi, who just does the. Who just like he just dresses up like an All Might hoodie, <laughs> an All Might hoodie that I kind of want myself actually. It's got like little like hair ears on it and stuff. Oh yeah, helps out people. But then he encounters like, but then he encounters uh, another vigilante named Popstep, who is she is a street idol. <laughs> mm. She just per- performs impromptu idol shows on the street. Okay, just Jump. like, just like oh just randomly jumps out and like okay it's concert time yeah ju- literally jumps out that is her power actually nice. her, oh. pow- her power is that she can jump up high in the air and land perfectly on the ground so long as she has a um like a foothold to uh, jump off and land off on okay koichi nice. koichi can like uh, glide and slide on the ground and whatnot you know uh so long as he's got three limbs touching the ground and knuckle duster has no powers whatsoever He's literally just a guy who uh, swings around on a grapple, <laughs> like wow. a grapple hook. He lands in garbage, and then he just punches the shit out of people. <laughs> okay. And that's that's pretty much how it like kind of begins. <laughs> and just from there, uh, the the story, the main story is about them trying to break up um, a ring of uh, street drug dealers okay. who are selling like a per literally selling per uh, quirk enhancing drugs on the street oh. to people and using people as uh, test subjects. And it's a pretty complex uh, drug ring, too, with different associates, and they just, like, screw around with people, you know? So that's kind of that's kind of just the story. It's very simple like that. And then you just kind of... They kind of just get, like, some other heroes you've seen in the series in there as well to uh, kind of um, perform some stuff on the side. Because I, se- I think the manga takes place five or six years before the beginning of the main series. Sure. So, uh, yeah, you will see, like, uh, characters like Aizawa, you know, before he took up teaching, along with Midnight as well, uh, kind of seeing what their professional life is about. Uh, you can get a little uh, snippet of what All Might, uh, what his personal life is kind of like as well. Okay. But uh, the series is a little amateurish, or actually quite a bit amateurish in many regards. Okay. <laughs> because, like, sure, the main, like, you know, drug busting story is like fine enough, and you know, Knuckle Duster gets like some pretty good character development in that as well. You know, all the characters are like fine; they all get some like good fun. But like, there's just some aspects to it that like, because like there's because like I will admit there's a lot of like farting around with like joke villains and stuff here and there, which which like that happens every now and then. But I'm just like, just get along, just get get along with the story here. <laughs> get on with it. Any. Actually, I, I hate to say that some of the idol stuff, even with Popstep, because she does tr- go, like, pretty, like, pro. Like, she tries to, like, become a little bit more professional okay. with her pop idol career. Not gonna lie, that kind of bores me a bit. Because <laughs> they're getting, like, other acts in and stuff, and I'm like, do hero work! I don't want to see, like, a pop idol show. I want to see, like, hero work going on. Just to give an example of how, like, amateur shit is, like, this, this, is, this is where it gets a little uncomfortable. <laughs> First... Okay. First moment they have in the series is where like Koichi encounters Popstep or something, and she gets harassed by a bunch of guys, and they like threaten sexual assault against her. Oh, that's nice. pretty heavy. Like Koichi has to have a moment where he's got to like you know interfere and stuff, 
and he gets the crap beat out of him. And then that's when Knuckle Duster comes in and beats up the thugs. And then those very thugs who, like, threaten sexual assault against a woman, like, still appear in the story, like, on the side. Cool. That's... It, like, help, like, just, like, as, like, just as, like, street punks that they, like, just, like, you know, beat up and then, like, get in on, like, some of their, like, uh, efforts to stop the drug ring and stuff. And I'm like, what is this? <laughs> it's a manga meant for kids, you know? I know. That's where, that's, <laughs> that's, that's where I was, like... Come on, that's some heavy crap. You don't drop that. But then I thought about that more, and I thought, like, oh, yeah, that is something an amateur would do. They wouldn't think that through very well. I guess so. Yeah. They wouldn't really think that through. So that makes uh, that makes for some uncomfortable moments with those characters. Just like Ricky Kalhara. <laughs> wow. No, not, not to say that there's not some other fun stuff. They even, um, actually, one, one character I like a bit is uh, Captain Celebrity, who's the... Uh, number one hero from America who got um, exiled from America because he got chased by lawsuits. <laughs> oh, what? That, <laughs> he he cheated rules. on his wife constantly, so oh. she, like, hounded him with lawsuits. And he got <laughs> in, and he got in so many, like, public controversies that he had to flee the U.S. and come to the Japan to try and make it big there. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I expect nothing less from uh, the number one hero of America. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Captain Celebrity. <laughs> He gets man. better, I mean, but... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, word, that, that's wild. Actually, yeah, actually, he does actually... He's, he's, because he's based in part on Superman, but he does actually have, like, a Lois Lane character to kind of even, even him out, and she's really awesome. Okay. She's really awesome. So, uh, yeah, first five volumes, I can... You know, honestly, it's a good, um... V Vigilantes, it's a good little uh, bit of side content. It's a, it's a quick fix. That's how I describe it. It's a quick fix. Just pick it up, read it, done. That's it. Yep, exactly. Like yeah. if you ever got that craving for more My Hero, if and you like just want... if the manga's on break or if the anime's on break, you're just like, oh, I need a little injection. That let's, is exactly why I started reading it. That is exactly why <laughs> yeah, I got, needed that. Boost. We got a couple months here till October, so yeah. Yeah, precisely. So yeah, give it a give it a read if you want a quick fix. All right. Like I've only ever seen bits and pieces pieces of it, but I always thought it was just all right. Yeah, it just seems... yeah, it is all right, but like some parts are like, but it can also be kind of fun too. Hmm. So yeah, you, know, you you can you get what you can out of it, yeah. but you also just got to go in knowing that it is an amateur work, though. Sure. So long as you know that, you're gonna be good. Did Horikoshi actually write this, or did no? This is this is done by a separate writer, a uh, separate artist. Uh, yeah. Well, I wonder if Hor does Horikoshi have any say in it? You know. Um, I think he maybe has a say in like the general flow of the story. I think. Yeah, yeah. I imagine he's too busy with other things. Yeah, yeah he's really, kind. He's kind of really very busy with the main series. Yeah. You know? From the sound of it, it kind of sounds like a similar situation to how they do uh, the the Bort manga, where it's not written by. Uh, Kishimoto. Kishimoto yeah. is just yeah. done by like uh, one of his old uh, assistants, and uh, also uh, illustrated by like another like assistant. Yeah, that's pretty much how it is, really. It's it's just kind of like just like a little side project by somebody else who was allowed to write into the universe and whatnot. Is it monthly or weekly? Like the release schedule for this? Ooh, I want to say it's bi-weekly i oh. want to say something like that okay i don't know specifically though but it does actually march march along at a pretty good pace though okay how long are like a uh, usual chapters um about the length of like a normal chapter from my hero academia okay, so like what 20 pages or something like that yeah something like that mm. so it's uh it's pretty easy to easy to digest okay yeah with that like every two weeks you read 20 chapters and that's it mm -hmm, precisely mm -hmm. So yeah, it'll 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 scratch your itch. <laughs> yeah, and I think it's also on the uh, Shonen Jump app, so you can just like 
pay two bucks a month and you can just read it there. Yeah, it ought to be, I believe. Yeah. Sounds about right. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, give it a chance if you ever have. Yeah. Well, there you go. There you go. There you go. What? Is it true that Sato's quirk is powered by diabetes? Pretty much. Because he just guzzles sugar and he just like, that's it just gives him super strength. Do you think he needs to take insulin? Oh my god, I didn't even think about that. Yeah. Does he need to? Yeah, you know, like, you know, he has like a big, like, you know, he's getting into a battle and he's like, hold, hold on, I gotta eat this giant cherry tart. And he's like, oh, wait, but first gotta, gotta get a shot into my Give thigh. Give my insulin shot. <sighs> do you think like maybe he has like the villain he's battling, you know, do the shot for him? <laughs> like, hey, hey, bro, can you do me a solid here? I, I, I really, I really need my insulin shot. You know, I know you're evil, but I know you're not a jackass and not an asshole who would let me, you know, die out like this. Could his quirk be used better if he had sugar injectors into his bloodstream? Oh, that's a good question. That'd be something. Another good question: Is he immune to diabetes? That's another good question. Does like, Sato have the cure to diabetes in his blood? Like, has he eaten so much sugar that he grew immune to it? Yeah, because he gets stronger because of sugar, so it yeah. can't be weakening him, right? Yeah. That is true. So, oh my, holy fucking shit. <laughs> you think we may have stumbled upon a scientific discovery here in the My Hero universe. So with, like, him getting stronger with sugar, do you think he gets weaker with, like, other... Other foods, like if he eats too many vegetables, does it like, uh, does it like, you know, decrease his power? Oh god, of lack of sugar. that'd suck. That'd or if suck. like if he drank like say a Pepsi Max instead of like a regular Pepsi, would that also just not like have any effect on him? Why would it though? Because like, oh, oh, that's true. Because it's zero calories. Zero calories. Yeah, not technically sugar in that. Yeah. No, he can't be powered by Splenda. Like he no. can't be called the Splenda Man. No, <laughs> Splenda Man. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Sato, I love you a lot, man. I love you, sugar boy. Yeah, you're probably a great cook, too. Oh, he probably is. More than likely. I mean, because like, cause he can make good like food, I'm sure, you know? Well, he has to because he's going to be eating that on the battlefield, you know? Right, right. We see him in the series eating like sugar and cake and stuff. He's got to put, like, put some tasty treats into that sugar utility belt of his. He ought to put, like, some chocolate bonbons in there, yeah. to be honest. That'd be really good. Like, because if you're going to have, like, a quirk powered by sugar, you ought to be eating some good stuff. Yeah. Oh, I have, I have, an, I have something. What if he had energy drinks? Like, what would that do to him? Ooh, does he get a, does, can that be a super move of his? Like, he, where he guzzles. Like, a Red Bull or a monster, and he just goes, like, into, like, basically, you know, Hulk from uh, Age of Ultron mode. He hulks out and he immediately loses energy and all mind uh, processes. And then he just hulks out and goes crazy everywhere. <laughs> yeah, you know, you gotta call in someone to get into, like, the Hulkbuster suit. Or, like, oh the Sugar God. Buster. Oh my God. You gotta get into the uh, Blood Sugar suit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and just, like, destroy him completely. Just get, like, that rapid fist punching in and just knock him out and go poop, 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 Well, like, they're tipped with, like, insulin injectors. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so that every time he gets punched, he's injected with insulin. Yeah. To, like, bring his blood sugar down. <laughs> I uh, hope I'm not defending any diabetic... I hope I'm not offending any diabetic people out there. <laughs> hopefully not. <laughs> <laughs> this is all in good fun. This is. We're just BSing around here. Because what else can you wonder about a guy whose pow- who's superpower is that he gets stronger from sugar? <laughs> yeah. Well, that's also, like, like uh, Yamamoto's power, where, like, she needs to eat to, like, yeah, make she sure has she eat, has uh, yeah, lipids. Yeah, she has to eat fats. Yeah. So that she has lipids mm-hmm. to create stuff. Do you think, like, would uh, 
since she needs to have like uh, fats in her body and the lipids and all that, uh, do you think that, say, like working out and burning off all the fat and calories, do you think that's like a, a hindrance to her? Ooh, I'm actually not sure. Like, like is it an is it an incentive for her to gain weight, to gain fat, mm-hmm. in order so that she can uh, use her cork better? Yeah, but at the that's sa- a good question. But at the same time, if you're not physically fit, you can't uh, you can't really do anything as a hero. Oh, that is true. So that's think... probably why she has limits so often. So yeah, do you think like maybe as uh, she she has to be able to maneuver on the field? You know, she ha- she does like say like weekly workouts, you know, daily routines, but it's like just enough so that she still has a little bit of something but, you know, still, like, still healthy enough. I might imagine she'd have to condition her body a little bit to uh, maintain those fats in her body. Yeah. You know, to, like, maintain the uh, fat in all the right places, you know? Maybe she has, like, a cheat day where, like, this is, like, you know, this is my stock of, like, uh, calories and fats to make sure I can create anything. Well, she is rich, so she can, like, get a hold of whatever she needs. Or maybe she has, like, that one kind of metabolism where you don't get, like, physically fat when you eat too much. Oh, that'd suck for her quirk. That'd (laughs) suck. You just try to eat as much as you can to gain some fat, and then you weigh yourself on the scale. What? What? How did I only gain two pounds? <laughs> How? <laughs> yeah, you gotta wonder if that's what goes through uh, Yamamo's head yeah. whenever she's uh, going out into the field. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, yeah, but uh, yeah, I, I love Yamamo a lot. I love Sato. I love Koda. Yeah. You know? I really want to see like a cosplay of Koda's Snow White. Where he's just talking to the animals and singing, you know. Yeah. He deserves his own musical episode, period. He really does. Where he's just singing, he's singing to the animals and like he's like singing about like how nobody appreciates him because of his quirk and <laughs> yeah. stuff. But then he stops a villain who just happens to be robbing a zoo. <laughs> <laughs> and he defeats him by gathering all together all the uh, zoo animals to defeat the guy. And then he's loved by the end. Somebody write that. Somebody write that. That somebody fucking write that fan fiction right now in the form of a musical. I want music and lyrics for that shit. Better yet, he uh, he fights the zookeeper from Futurama. Actually, wait, wait. There was actually a mobile game or uh, some sort of like a yeah, I think it was like a mobile game of My Hero Academia, and it came with two different versions. Two with the the two different versions, each one coming with three separate villains. One of which had a. Um, volcano theme where the main villain you had to stop in the mobile game mm-hmm. uh, had uh, magma powers yeah and he had two sidekicks one of which involved uh like fan powers for wind and the other one of which uh, could produce uh smoke or ash or something yeah no dust that's what it was but the other one had uh, a villain that um and his two sidekicks, and they were themed after uh, a zoo <laughs> 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 one of his sidekicks she had the power to uh, super clean things. Like she had the power of super cleaning, so she could clean. Su- uh, uh, so she could clean crime scenes completely of any evidence. Oh, okay. And the other guy was like a brutish guy with like bear powers. <laughs> and the main villain of the group, whose name was Curator, <laughs> <laughs> who's got like a two face thing going on with his head. Oh, okay. Where he's got like an armor over half of his head. He had the power to turn into a whale. A whale? He has the power. It's his quirk is called whale, and he can turn into a sperm whale hybrid person. So like gang with whale like arms and like like a sperm whale head, and he can fire water from his from his mouth. He can be totally a rival for gang orca. Yeah, he could be a rival for gang orca, but I think Coda could really take on these guys because of their zoo theme. Yeah. So yeah, he just gathers up a bunch of zoo animals and takes them all down. I think I think that'd be the shining moment of Coda right there. 
You can you can kind of be like the uh you know like the all around animal version of like Aquaman or something like that. You can just like send out you can like just send out his beams going boop, 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 and just like talk to them. Like right, that. right, just like boop, 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 boop. like um, <laughs> animals of animals animal friends everywhere come to my aid. Or he pulls like a Ace Ventura and he's all like yeah, fr- yeah animals yes, friends yeah. <laughs> lend me your ears. Yeah. Oh, 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 oh. Oh my god, I am all for Kota being Ace Ventura. <laughs> like, we need his... to commission that. We need to commission of Kota, just like a four-panel fucking thing, comic thing or something, where Kota's just like calling to his animal friends and just talks with his butt. <laughs> yeah, I, I just I just want to see him in like, you know, the, the Hawaiian shirt with the tank top under and the fucking slacks. Kota Ventura. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> There's another cosplay idea! Kota Ventura! Yeah! You just get some guy with like a coda mask going on, you know, and he goes around and he does and he goes around the con and he does the whole like Jim Carrey shtick. Yeah. Gyrating his arms around everywhere. Yeah. But you don't talk, you got you gotta kinda of, like use your movements to kind of mime stuff because you're still Kota and you're still, you're very still shy. Kota and you're not and you're kinda of shy. Mm-hmm. It's like whereas it's that it's it's like where like you're you're super sociable and like you're it's like you're super eccentric, but like you have social. It's that curse where you're like you're super eccentric, but you have social anxiety. Yeah, <laughs> that'd be a really good idea. You can still punch out the Monopoly Man and then wit and like wear him as like a, a Ming stole. Right, right. <laughs> God, why is there so much good cosplay potential with Coda? Yeah, it's just like you start to realize this, going like, okay, animals. There's like a lot of things you can do. That's with That's a special power stuff. right there. Talking yeah. to animals. Yeah, you can do that. You can be like Eliza Thornberry or something. Oh, an Eliza Thornberry cosplay. Yeah. There we go. Just walk around with like a monkey and you can be like, oh, that's uh, that's Darwin. Yeah, yeah. You get like a monkey going around your neck and stuff. Or chimp. No, chimp. Yeah. Technically. Chimp. And like you just dress up with like Coda's head with like, you know, orange pink tails. Yeah. So yeah, you could get something going on there. Go to go to like one of those big like Comic Con conventions where they get guests from like all sorts of like places, and like somehow they get to like flee from the Red Hot Chili Peppers there. And <laughs> Just get a picture with them. Yeah, precisely. Yeah. Fuck, this was a stupid idea. <laughs> I, just, <laughs> I just came. I had this. I just came up with like many stupid ideas like tonight. Yeah, and I you're all some, free to take them. Everyone's free to take them, but like. No, I shouldn't say stupid. Like, no, these are legit good ideas. Brilliant ideas. These are brilliant ideas. <laughs> uh, my mind's just, like, going everywhere right yeah. now. It's like a <laughs> pinball machine. <laughs> All right. All right. Should we start this up? Let's do it to it. Grammar, that is. Got my fuckola cola. <laughs> Should we sponsor that for this episode? Yeah, this episode brought to you by Fuckola Cola. This episode is sponsored by Fuckola Cola when you just don't give any. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, the tagline. What the fuck is this? The tagline for this is uh, Fuckola Cola. Anytime, anywhere, with anyone. What does that mean? What does that mean? I don't know. I think a better slogan would be like "Give a Facola." Give a Facola. That is ten times better than that. Triple A, like anytime, anywhere, anyone. I don't fucking get it. It's like a hardcore match. Is that a sex reference? Like yeah. you can fuck anytime, anywhere with anyone. I just think wrestling. You That's know. That's what it sounds like to me. I just think wrestling. You know, Triple H challenging the Undertaker at WrestleMania 27. He's all like, "You know what, dead man? At WrestleMania." And her match is going to have no rules. 
anytime, anywhere, all over the arena. <laughs> it's no holds barred. Like, when I think fuckola, I think, like, I don't give a fuckola about, like, what's going on here. That's something you'd be, like, saying if you were already drunk. Like, I don't give a fuckola. Something like that. It's It sounds like it sounds like when you want to say fuck, but you don't care enough, so you just say fuckola. <laughs> yeah. I give fuckola about this. Fuckola, y'all. Fuck all y'all. Ah, that's that, that rings off the tongue a lot better. I don't know, it's just a soda I got from like the yellow tent candy store in Jordan, Minnesota, so <laughs> we'll have other sodas to drink tonight. So. Yeah. <laughs> no, that that's this is the one that has the funniest name by far though. Yeah. More I, th- I wanna say this is the same brand that made the uh, Rat Bastard root beer. Ooh. I tried yeah. a while back. Um, both me and uh, a friend of ours that uh, will go unnamed. Yeah, we uh, we both tried the uh, Rat Bastard root beer, <laughs> and it was shockingly good. Mm. It was actually sh- a shockingly really good root beer, <laughs> despite the fact that it had a ridiculous sounding name. <laughs> uh, I just I just say it might be from the same maker because it has a very similar label to it. No, Fakola Cola is not too bad. Yeah, drink Fakola Cola, okay. <laughs> It's not. Too, it's 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 decent. Okay. It's it's good. It's good. Yeah, you can put that into a blurb if you want. Yeah. Fakola cola. It's it's good. It's 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 okay. It's okay. It's whatever. <laughs> and you put the ellipses in there too, between what I just said. Yeah. <laughs> you gotta have honesty in advertising. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. How do you like the five watt? Actually. Hmm. That's really nice. Actually. Headliner, berry notes with uh, notes of graham cracker too, I suppose. At least that's what the package says. Yeah, yeah. I, don't, I don't fucking know. But... Where'd you get it? Uh, well, five watt. Mm. <laughs> it's like a stone's throw away from here. It's like five minute drive. Oh, wow, really? Or like a 15 minute bike ride, I'd say for me. Mm. Yeah, really nice people over there. If I could, I'd have them sponsor the show, but they already have their own radio program. Oh, really? Sponsored. They do? Yeah, like, own, own radio program sponsored by themselves. Aww. <laughs> a lot's been going on lately, like, since we last hung out. Yeah, like... A I'll, lot's been going on. Yeah, I kind of actually have, like, some stuff that I really want to talk about, like, more so just, like, in the uh, the realms of, like, online and pop culture and all that that I really want to talk to somebody about. Okay, what's the, what's the one that was great on you the most? Okay, one thing I really want to talk about is, um, uh... Do you know the of the wrestler from AEW, uh, MJF, Maxwell Jacob Friedman? Like, have you heard of him at least, or like seen what he looks like? I'm not too familiar. Yeah, he's kind of like a douchey looking guy. He's got the Barberry scarf, you know, he looks like an absolute prick. Right. But uh, his whole thing is that uh, he's this, like, uh, rich, pompous douchebag who says, like, I'm better than you, and you know it. And, like, uh, and the thing is that he lives his gimmick, like, 24-7 online. He's just this heel asshole prick jesus <laughs> and it's great because he just knows how to get good heel heat and know how to get like reactions from the from like uh anyone out there and uh most notably is that uh recently he posted like on his twitter like uh a tweet of him like you know you know flexing the gun showing off his beef uh-huh. and like uh he captioned it with i don't play D. you know it's supposed to be a, <laughs> it's supposed to be a nod to it <laughs> It's supposed to be a knock on his uh, opponent for the uh, first episode of AEW TV, Brandon Cutler, who is a big nerd D&D fan and all that. Okay, so kind of okay. taking a pot shot at him, but also his fans. Okay. And he got fucking swarmed by a bunch of, like, D&D marks. <laughs> We're all like, oh, fuck you, MJF. Oh, you, you, wrestling's all fake and shit. Fuck you. D&D's the best. Oh, my God. That's excellent. <laughs> 
Okay, I did I did get a whiff of that, at least. I didn't know the guy behind it, but I, I heard a whiff of it. And the best thing is, is that he caught, uh, caught wind of, uh, some famous, uh, VAs out there who are known D&D players, such as Matthew Mercer. Oh my god, of course they would. But, uh, Matthew Mercer kind of, like, turned it on him a bit, you know, tried to play off him being, like, a wrestler and, you know, said, like, hey, you know, uh, might as well... You know, D&D's not your thing, and by the way, I hope uh, Brandon Cutler beats you on the first night of uh, AEW TV, you know? Ooh. You know, bringing the heat to Brandon Cutler so, you know, that uh, he can, uh, you know, kind of get him some cheers. And Getting stuff. on him. Damn. But the best one was uh, MGF got into a bit of a mini Twitter feud with Christina V, of all people. Oh, yeah, I saw a little bit of that. Yeah. Where he's like... Why I, Christ- Christina V, of all people? She loves D&D, man. Right, right, I understand. But it's like, it started off with her, like, uh, quoting his tweet, where it's like, I don't play D&D, and she's like, oh, I do, and she posted, like, a picture of her in, like, a swimsuit, you know, looking, like, pretty amazing, actually. Okay. And then, like, he tweets back at her, he's like, I'm not interested, and then she's all like, he's like, I wasn't offering anyway, I'm only inter- interested in bards, not clowns. <laughs> And then MGF tweets back at her, correcting her grammar, and he's like, I would correct the rest, but all of it's just nonsense gibberish. Oh, laying down, throwing down. But they just started going, like, (laughs) cutting promos Straight up V-Day on his ass. (laughs) (laughs) Though the funniest thing is, like, uh, Christina V's fans who are kind of, like, taking this way more seriously than probably she is, and going like, oh, yeah, fuck you, MGF, oh, you got burned. Oh, my God. (laughs) It's just like, guys, you know he's just a heel character. Yeah. Yeah, like it's all an act. Like, yeah, you, you don't need to go too far with it. Like he's a he's playing a douche twenty four seven. That is MJF. He That's is, his job. He is salt of the earth. Exactly. So you know, just tone it down a little bit. You know, just play along. Don't work yourself into a shoot, brother. HH. Exactly. Exactly. No, I thought you were. I thought. I thought uh, as far as wrestling news was going to go, um, you were going to bring up uh, the uh, AEW belt getting stolen. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, because that was a shit show. Yeah, not stolen, just lost. Lost. <laughs> so like, just days after Chris Jericho won it at All Out, like uh, he went to a friggin' Longhorn Steakhouse of all places. Like, if you're going to go to a steakhouse, why do you go to Longhorn? I know, right? Came in in a limo of all things. And apparently when he came back to his limo, the belt was just gone and all of his, and his bag was too. Oh, God. You know, they sent out, like, basically, like, an APB trying to find out, like, where the AEW championship is. And then it was found just days later in the in a bag on the side of the road <laughs> by some dude. And then, like, when he looked up online, he's like, oh, this is real. And then he turned it into the Tallahassee police. <laughs> Did they ever find out who took it? No, but the guy who found it has a theory where he thought like oh they must have put it on top of the car and forgot to put it in the car before they drove away so when they made a turn it just slid off and fell into like a ditch was it ever reported that the wrestlers put it in a bag like yeah it was like jericho said he had it in a bag oh okay so that could be it yeah so he must have just left it on like the hood of the car forgot to like put it in the car after they drove god away. Th- that was that was funny that was really funny the memes that came out of that oh my god did you see the botchamania episode that yeah. matthew like did <laughs> yeah <laughs> at the end he just fills it with memes about the belt being stolen. yes <laughs> it's the funniest shit <laughs> it's so dumb oh my god that's excellent <laughs> Oh, man. Well, as far as news for me goes, uh, I did finally see Promare. Oh, what'd you think? Ooh, man. It's not every every now and then that I see a film that I could present to somebody who is not familiar with anime, or at the very least is not familiar with the works of Studio Trigger. Right. 
and be proud to say that like it has all the elements that could perfectly encapsulate both anime and studio trigger but i found it in promare (laughs) it is really good it is really freaking good i was really impressed with it i was actually um a little worried ahead of time thinking like oh come on it can't be that good like a, a movie about rescue rescue rangers or whatever going after fire people i was like eh, it sounds a little close in concept to fire force yeah it's like we already have one of these you know do we really need another one i was thinking like uh can it really like live up to that or anything and uh lo and behold it's uh 10 times better than fire force oh yeah <laughs> The the anim the the animation is just glorious to behold. I mean, plot wise, it feels very similar to um, like Gurren Lagann. Oh or something. yeah, yeah. In fact, it feels in parts like straight up like a tribute to uh, Gurren Lagann, or at least like a sequel, almost like a spiritual sequel in a yeah, weird way. That was what I was thinking when I saw it, because like I saw it, loved it, and like when I was watching this, I'm kind of thinking like, okay, Imaishi is probably going in this thinking like, okay. I left Studio Gainax, they own the license to Gurren Lagann, I don't have that anymore, so why don't I just make a new one? Yeah, and that's just what he did. (laughs) I mean, that's basically what Trigger's MO has been for, like, the past couple of years, you know? Like, oh, we lost the show because we don't work at Gainax anymore, let's just do it again. You know, we don't have Ava, let's just make Darling in the Franks. I I love that everybody who has ever worked at Gainax just only wants to make Gurren Lagann. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, when Imaishi's, like, your president, you might might as well, because he's that's his baby. Yeah, that's his baby. So I'm I'm always I was very much impressed with it. It feels if it feels very much like a true spiritual successor to Gurren Lagann in every single way, from like the characters, the animation, the action. Oh my it is, god! It is delicious to behold. I was splooshing at that action. I'm just like, oh yes. Oh, and it makes little sense in parts, like just like Gurren Lagann too. But it knows it, right? It knows it. Oh, no, no, I would argue it knows it knows itself better than Gurnlagon. I'd say I'd say it makes more sense, mm-hmm. <laughs> but it, it so revels in like its ridiculousness and uh, and it takes full advantage of the world it crafts for itself. I was I was so damn impressed. Yeah. I was really damn impressed. I really want to own this. <laughs> yeah, and also like nearly a two hour movie. It was slick. Ooh, it is slick. Like, it goes by, like, pretty smoothly. Yeah, and also, like, the best way I heard it uh, described was, uh, I think it was, like, by Wooly and Pat on uh, Castle Super Beast, where they said, like, uh, it feels like you just watched a 24-episode anime in, like, two hours. It does feel like that. It's it just, does, like, really. It gets everything in, you know, nothing's really left out, or at least nothing important, and it just, like, you feel great at the end of yeah, it. Yeah, it's breezy. It is re- a really breezy watch. It is. You are, you are not bored by a single second of it. It's like, you get all the characters, you get the story, you get the burnish and everything, you know who Gallo is, you know his relationship with the governor, you know, Leo and everyone. It's just like, okay, we got it, here we go. Mm, you don't really need any more than that. It, it it gives you everything you really need all in one package. And it's so, so, it's so well compacted too, I don't even care or like need to see any kind of like uh, anime adaption out of this, because it's just so tightly wound together, perfectly wound. Yeah, just give me a Blu-ray. I want to watch it again. Just give me it so I can like watch it forever. Like this is like, <laughs> this is like the red line for a new generation. Yeah, it does kind of feel like that. It, like it's just as ridiculous as red line in some ways. Mm-hmm. 
Although I, I'm even, although I, I'm even happy that Redline is even starting to be uh, found by more people online. Because like I feel like lately there's been more uh, talk about it than ever before. Also, hell, it's free on YouTube mm. legally. That is true as well. I totally forgot about that. That it's free on YouTube. <laughs> yeah, I remember. I think I remember. I watched it on YouTube like a few years ago on like that official channel it has. I wonder if it's still around. It is. That's a good question. Yeah. Oh, nice. Even better. Mm-hmm. God, make other anime films free for crying out loud. And again, I'd be more than willing to buy the Blu-ray of this anyway, but of a uh, red line. But like, hey, you know, just get it out there. Make it like easily accessible. Yeah, I got it on DVD like way ahead of everybody else. Like, yeah, I got you did. DVD for like eight bucks, I think. Oh, yeah, it's dirt cheap. Why is it dirt cheap? It It's deserving of so much more. Maybe it's because like the home video release is just the movie and nothing else. Mm, maybe that could be it. That could be it. No, oh, that's sad though, because it's deserving of so much more. I'd more than willing pay thirty bucks for this. Oh, good. <laughs> yes, and just load it up with a bunch of special features. It would be nice. Yeah, but but uh, with Promare, I did like the. Did you stay till the end to listen to that little roundtable interview? No, I didn't. Ah, it's great. It's just like all Imaishi and like his crew, just like all talking about the movie and you know talking about the themes of like this and comparing it to the themes of like. Gurren Lagan and Kill a Kill, you know, Gurren was drills, Kill a Kill was clothes, this is fire. You know, mm. just taking these very simple concepts and just, like, building an entire series over it. Oh, really? I never really approached those uh, those uh, ideas that simply before. Yeah, and also, I should keep that in mind for the next Trigger series, I see. Also, another thing is, like, they also talk about how uh, the music, how the music was just, like, perfectly scored. Like, the, uh, the composer knew exactly what they wanted with their mm, scenes. I understand what you mean. I understand what you mean. Because yeah, they the just soundtrack like, sells every moment. It just, like, hits every freaking moment, and it's perfect. It, it hits hard. It hits hard. Mmm, it's delicious. Oh, it's the best. Everything about that damn movie. <laughs> yeah, and we'll talk about it uh, maybe next year. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy, are you excited for Joker next week? <laughs> I feel you. <laughs> I'll just be happy to get it out of the way. Right, that's what I'm kind of feeling right now. It's like, I'm not seeing this so much because I... I want to have, like, fun, or I think it's going to be good. I'm just going to see it because I know everybody's going to be talking about it afterwards. Yeah, and also, like, I want to be able to talk about it, too, and I don't want to be talking out my ass. I want to, like, actually form an opinion based on the fact that I saw it. Right, I want to actually form, like, an opinion, you know, but... Mm -hmm. God, these reviews do not fill me with... Do not fill me with much hope. You know what I initially figured out was the, uh... The problem many people are going to be having with it? I think many people just do not want a repeat of what happened with Heath Ledger's Joker. Remember how insufferable some guys were online? Yes. After The Dark Knight came out, and all of a sudden, many of them wanted to be like the Heath Ledger's Joker? Oh, yeah, it's like... It was insufferable. It was annoying. And one of them <laughs> went crazy. Yeah. So I can understand people's perspectives... That they don't want that to happen again. You know, it's like this generation's, like, people say, you know, shitty guys saying, like, oh, my hero is Tyler Durden from Fight Club. It's like, no, you don't get it. You're not supposed to look up to them. They're the asshole. Exactly. <laughs> or, like, people who say, like, oh, I love Rick from Rick and Morty. Yeah, me too, but he's an asshole. Yeah, he's an asshole. That's the point. That's the point. You're not supposed to, like, identify with him. I know. Bojack did its entire... Bojack Horseman did its entire recent season based around that very idea. Yeah. That it's not healthy to worship assholes. Yes. <laughs> and, like, that show especially, like, knows where it's coming from. Right, it knows where it's coming from. Bojack is, like, the biggest asshole. Right, because he's, like, the biggest asshole. And, like, I was thankful in the recent season they, lamp they like, 
in very smartly lampshaded that that you're not supposed to like him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, oh god, I'm 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 not anticipating this in some way. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's also the other angle too that that like somebody raised a good point about. And that's that. I think it was like I think it was like the review for Vox that was put a poster on Vox. I don't yeah. remember who the writer was, but they said that um, the appeal of the Joker is that you don't know where he came from. Yeah, you're not supposed to really. What makes him work is that you don't know where he came from. That's what makes him scary. You don't know what created this man because if you knew, it would probably like blow your mind. Yeah. Okay. Like, he's supposed to be incomprehensible. He's supposed to be. He's supposed to be birthed. From chaos. Yeah, like, that's the whole point of his character. Like, even in some of the old Batman comics, he says, like, oh, like, I've been at this for so long, even I don't remember where I came from. Yeah, precisely. Like, you're not supposed to know where he really came from. Even if you do, like, you're supposed to believe that it might just be a lie. Yeah, like, or, like, you're given very little info. You know, like... You don't have anything to go off of about what really pushed him over the edge, aside from maybe, like, a chemical spill, which... Yeah, that's even, the only thing. But that's that was... That story, though... That's that, more so uh, Burton Batman. That story and concept, though, came more from the context of, like... Well, no, like, Alan Moore, Alan like, kind of came up with that, you know? Like, yeah. Killing Joke and stuff. Oh, yeah. No. But even he put that within the context of, you know, like, the one bad day concept. Sometimes it just takes one bad day, one chaotic moment, mm-hmm. one moment of chance to just turn you into... Turn you over the... Put you over the edge. To turn you into an absolute monster. It's the sort of like randomness of the universe that sort of like brings him into that. So even more, put that put that forward in a very specific context. He was very careful with that in that regard. But here it's like <laughs> the Joker's just like a f- the way they're presenting it so far is that like he just has like um, like he's just lonely and like yeah. he's he only hangs out with his mom who like is who like kind of like babies him maybe or something and like he's like a failed comedian and it's like and he's like in love with a girl that probably doesn't love him back or yeah, something and there's that angle that's... and there's and there's that angle that they had to give him a love interest to god who's probably not going to reciprocate his feelings and just see him as and a they're probably friend. gonna and they're probably gonna vilify her too and then uh, i don't i want to give the film some credit they won't vilify her or like or at the very least the audience yeah that the audience won't vilif- won't vilify her or something but like, but like, they're also tying it in with like class struggle as well. That there's like some sanitation strike going on in Gotham, and there's a lot of like rich abusing like uh, poor workers or something. Yeah. And then they like put up the Joker as like a figurehead or something, put dressed up in clown masks, which is like so <laughs> dumb and un- so dumb and unbelievable to me. Like they're just trying to turn him into like this cult of personality. Like this cult of personality, yeah, just like that, you know. And I don't know, like, I've heard other things that, like, he turns on, like, everybody in the end or something, but, like, it's, oh my god, like, so much about this just doesn't work in my head. It's just not working. It's like, if I wanted to see this story, I'd turn on the news. Precisely, you know, (laughs) if I wanted to see this, I'd just, you know, go to my cable news station. Yeah, or I'd just look at Twitter. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, there's already a big enough clown out there who's doing all this worse enough shit anyway. Well, who knows? Maybe not for long. Yeah, maybe. Maybe not for long, because uh, the recent events have been mm, juicy. Yeah. (laughs) Well, that all depends on if uh, the Turtle Man actually does his fucking job. Mmm, that is true. That is true. But, um, ooh, man, some of the... Mm. Some of the stuff in those recent documents. Lordy, I hope there's tapes. <laughs> it, it is. It is funny. 
God, oh. like... And the fact that he throws freaking pants under the bus, too. He's like, hey, if you're gonna look at me, you might as well look at him. One thing that's pissing me off, too, is that people are only getting up in a tizzy about this because Biden got involved. Mm. Even though Biden is really, like, not the better, like, option out of this. Because no. you, you know it's gonna catapult him forward if, like, things, like, continue on like this. Yeah. It's just gonna catapult him forward, and then we're just get, like, gonna get, like, another shitty person in office. Yeah. That's what a lot of people are kind of, like, afraid of lately, too. Mm-hmm. I say at the very least, so long as we're not... <laughs> we gotta get over the first hurdle first, though. Yeah. We gotta get over this first hurdle. The house. We gotta get over the house. Yeah. Which, they have the votes. Right, right. Mm-hmm. Oh, this next... Got, I, I gotta, like, watch the next episode of Chapo because, like, it's good. they're gonna have, like, a fucking... Oh, my God. They're gonna have a yeah. fucking field day. <laughs> what they this is what they've been waiting for. <laughs> this is what they've been waiting for. <laughs> Oh, Jesus Christ. Oh, and yeah, um, Watchmen 2. Um, yeah, we gotta like, figure out uh, what day to watch that next. Mm-hmm. Yeah, please look ahead after this and tell me what day works to hang out to yeah. watch that. Whether it's like a Saturday night, Sunday night, we just we just make a night of it. We make a night of it. We go out to eat, we drink, <laughs> we come back here, we drink more and watch <laughs> Watchmen. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We'll make a we'll make a good night of it. So please figure that out. Oh yeah, and we can do that because I would really like for us to watch that for October. Oh, definitely. <laughs> the fucking director's cut. Director's cut. <laughs> can I please have five? You had to buy what? You had to buy that, didn't you? Not yet. Oh god. Not yet. I was going to. I was actually going to politely ask for five dollars to go towards that. <laughs> so I'm not entirely complicit in buying that. Okay, I might have. I might slip you a five. Okay, uh, beforehand. Th- thank you. Or even like after afterwards. We, uh, afterwards. Yeah, I would appreciate that very much. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Yes. <laughs> How is uh, that not streaming anywhere? Uh, well, it's the director's cut, so they want to withhold it from people and make you actually have to like buy it. Ah. Uh. That's that's the most of what I figure is going on. Yeah, jeez. I'm definitely gonna rewatch the old OSW review on this just to kind yeah, of why not? prepare. Why? Although I'm gonna have a lot to say about like the original comic too myself. Oh yeah, we're probably gonna be pausing a lot during this one. I'm gonna be pausing a lot during this. <laughs> it's uh, already a long enough movie. Yes, it's it it's gonna be like four and a half hours. <laughs> the, the the Ryan cut. It's like me when I take notes for podcasts. <laughs> Precisely. Like, one episode takes me, like, an hour to, like, write notes on. Right, right. Well, there's gonna be some things I will at least praise. I mean, I'm not... I'm not the, the film does do some small things, Yeah, there are right? decent things. Yeah, but... No, I really... You really gotta watch it alongside me to understand, like, just how bad it really goes. Uh, it's yeah. It's that, you know? <laughs> if only it had the, sli- the slimy squid. Yeah. And one last point, too. I just... This this is just something that like came up recently for me, but I'm loving that everybody is just shitting all over the nostalgia critically. Oh yeah, the the wall, Pink Floyd's the wall. <laughs> Fantano did a review of like I the, saw that the parody album. Yes. Oh my god. Yeah, and I also saw um um, it just came up. This is the only part of this podcast I've seen, but like um, the uh, the. The I Hate Everything guy was on, like, a podcast with his friends, and they, like, lampooned it, too, for, like, 50 straight minutes. Yeah. (laughs) Dear God, how far that man has fallen. Jesus Christ. Like, ever since that mass exodus from the the channel thing, it's just like he's just kind of gone off a cliff. Uh, He really has. Like, his, his ego has only, like, increased since then. Yeah. 
Like, like I have legitimately shifted from the perspective of like of like being passively like ignoring the guy to just now getting. I've now I'm now like teetering these days and just like straight up like not liking him. Like I just yeah, really don't like him. Exactly the same. Like it's it's really teetering into that lately. It's like I used to say that like if I ever met him, I would shake his hand and say thank you for um, uh, inspire for like a. Inspire my humor when I was younger, but like you know, I just can't really watch it too much these days. To the point where like I don't even want to see his face. No, really. No, I don't ever want to see him at a convention anywhere near here ever again. Like for me, I blocked the uh, channel Awesome Twitter on Twitter because I just don't want to see anyone like retweet anything from him. I don't think I, and I don't like, and I also like blocked videos on YouTube and everything like that because I just don't want to see him. Right, right. Like, well, I hate that the algorithm keeps trying to feed his videos towards me. Yeah, I have a Chrome extension that can like. You know, just like I blocked the channel awesome YouTube, like right. so it won't show up in my recommendations. I've I've also been trying to get rid of like Stoned Gremlin Productions. Yeah, too, I, I've because, stopped watching Brad too. Yeah, like as I found out more over time that Brad really like threw everybody else under the bus and like doubled down on Doug as well. Yeah, and also like he's kind of like uh, lost some of his friends too. Like Brian, he's been gone for a while now too. Mm, yeah, and like we haven't seen like uh, Dave in a while either. Right, right. Like I don't doubt that he's been losing a lot of friends too i mean i think i think he i think i heard somewhere that he actually moved closer to doug too yeah because he Just, already lived in illinois so like right because he only lived in illinois and he probably wants to be near his only friend now yeah <laughs> god those those two have really fallen far in my eyes yeah and like i was already falling out of their videos anyway and then like this whole thing came and i'm just like okay now i have more of a reason to like stop watching right right i just abjectly like dislike them both heavily yeah I, I like it's it's it teeters sometimes into like hate too. Yeah, <laughs> it doesn't all the time, but it's like I'm just like okay, if you do really something, if you do something really notably crappy soon, I'm gonna hate you. <laughs> I am like yeah. like I already hate. But it. like I, it's like I just do not like either of them anymore. It's like the thing that really kind of pushed over my hate is like when he tried to do like a tsunami episode of his show and it and he kn- knew fuck all about tsunami. Didn't know anything. He yeah. just gave the most superficial. Okay, didn't even talk much about much anime other than DBZ. Oh, like, that's talked about it. Powerpuff Girls, and I'm like, yeah, it's a good show, but was it a Toonami show? I think it was maybe briefly on there at some point, but like not really. Not really, no. It wasn't really. A, it wasn't really a staple or anything. Yeah, and also just some little things from that video where he like he used rock music as the background. And it's like no, Toonami's hip hop. Yeah, it's like hip hop. It's like a little it's bit like of like rap or something. Hip hop. It's not rock. Yeah, it's like, not anything like, like that. No, not whatsoever. Yeah. Fuck, dude. What happened? Like, what happened? What happened? Uh, like, I, I'm, I'm sick to look at him these days. Yeah. I, I feel sick to my stomach, like, just looking at him. Because, like, cause like what, what really put it over was just the realization over time that he... He threw his friends under the bus. Yeah. He threw his friends under the bus just so that he could, like, retreat to his own little world, suck up, like, regular views... And just live off in a little world, whereas, like, other people had to live with, like, the, the shitty treatment that, like, happened, mm-hmm. um, like, underneath them and stuff. And not take any, res- and not, like, try and, like, take any, like, charge or any responsibility, too. Yeah. Like, granted, a lot of, like, the crappy things that happened were a cause of, like, Mike Mashad. Oh, yeah, like, he was the worst. But Doug was okay with it. Yeah, like, he, he didn't was do okay. Anything. He was okay with it. Yeah, he knew and did nothing. He knew and he did nothing. Said nothing mm-hmm. 
And it's like, I'm because uh, because if anyone were to have ever asked me about that, would have like, well, he's not complicit. He didn't do really anything. But I'm like, yeah, but if like you got, but if you were a friend, you and a friend of yours were out for a walk and got mugged, and your friend ditched you yeah. <laughs> to get stabbed and your wallet stolen, you would have a, and you heard about that happening mm. to those two other friends or something, or whatever. I, my my analogy went off the rails a little bit, but yeah. like if you heard that happen to two friends, you would have a very negative opinion of the one who ran away. Yeah. Yeah. You would not be able to look at them the same way anymore. Mm-hmm. Yeah, fuck Doug. Yeah, fuck Doug. Fuck Doug, fuck Brad. Yeah, fuck, fuck both of them. Fuck everyone. Yeah, fuck everyone. Yeah. Don't fuck any of the people who left. They're cool. No, no. All the people who left are, like, still cool. Yeah, Linkara, Phelous. Lindsay, Lindsay, especially Tony Goldmark. Yeah, all of them. Like, just, they're they're golden. They're, they're cool. still good. They're good. Yeah. Anybody who's who's stepped forward and talked out against that is is good in my book. Yeah. They're all good. Mars Girl too. Mars so, Girl too. Especially with the Vic shit that she's. Had especially as she's been like maneuvering more into like uh, anime journalism and has been getting shit for that lately too. Yeah. So she deserves a lot of street cred. Yeah, absolutely. Ugh. Like she's been a champ this past year. She really has MVP, man. Mm-hmm. And props to Lindsay for winning a Hugo Award. I hear. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus Christ, oh, she is doing so well she for herself. Is amazing. I am. I am. I'm like. I am, like, inspired by her. <laughs> like, how far she's come. Hugo Award, you know, like, an, like a published author now. Mm-hmm. Um, pays all of her workers full, like, health insurance, too. Yeah. Pays all of them well. And, like, fought for that as well. And even highlighted on Twitter the entire process as well, just to stick it to people who said she <laughs> she didn't practice what she preached. <laughs> so much sass oh, yeah. that it's, that it's like, oh, mm. just... She's who I, she's the kind of person I would aspire to be. Oh yeah, <laughs> she is gold. Oh, just so talented. Yeah, absolutely. And props to Linkara for still remaining just a generally nice person while still, you know, whereas whereas Doug continued to do the same shtick and got hated for it, Linkara mm-hmm. has been doing the same stuff for a while now, but has like only improved personally. Has oh, never yeah. been nothing but a humble person. Mm-hmm. Like he's he's been nothing but nice and has never like been haughty or anything. In regards to uh, the uh, fame that he's acquired. Yeah, definitely. Perfectly happy with what he is, but like doesn't like crap on anyone. He's he's gold. He's, he's a good guy. Yeah, just happy, humble, all the right things you need to be. Yeah, precisely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, everyone, we saw Joker not too long ago. Like what? Two weeks ago? Two weeks ago, yeah. Yeah, I think it was about two weeks ago. I can be completely honest. I barely remember anything. <laughs> no, I no, I do remember the film. I do remember it somewhat vividly, if only because I think my brain was in that triggered mode where I was like, "Okay, remember everything that you see here," because nobody on the internet will let you forget about this film for the next month or two. <laughs> and sure enough, sure enough, as I predicted. Everybody on the internet is just, like, in a shitstorm over this film, <laughs> discussing it left and right, and I'm so... I'm already so sick and tired of the discourse. <laughs> I kind of feel like most of the discourse is because there wasn't really any discourse. Mmm, you think? Yeah, because, like, I was going in thinking, like, okay, this is going to be a movie that uh, it's going to be insulbating or whatever, whatever the buzzword terms are for that. But like, right. But, like, the thing is, it wasn't even that. It was hardly that. I'm just like, oh... It wasn't even that, what the hell? It, it was exactly what the studios wanted it to be. It was just a Joker film that had 
no idea ideology whatsoever that people would eat up and then obsess over it was and try to read into it it was dark it raised questions but at the same time this is actually a really safe movie when you really think about it. Mm, yeah. Like a very safe studio-driven movie. Eh, yeah. Well, it, it, this is the film that made me realize why studios really like... It made me real. This film made me realize that studios really love the Joker. And the reason why I figured out is because the Joker is inherently meaningless in the violence that he does and his criminality... And studios really like that, because if you have a villain that doesn't believe anything, that means anybody can read what they want into him. Exactly. And eat him up. I mean, he Joker is like a fucking uh, Denny's food. <laughs> <laughs> anybody can dig right into it and not gain anything from it. <laughs> this is a Grand Slam at 3 a.m. I know. And this, yeah, that's what the Joker is. Grand Slam at 3 a.m. <laughs> and also, can I say right now, I've already heard that, like, I know that, like, they initially went into this saying that, like, oh, the studio said going into this that, um, oh, well, we, this is part of a new project to explore other villains for that we could, um, uh, or other characters that we could do a film about. And I immediately thought to myself, they're never going to fucking do any a film about any other villain no. in the DC Universe. Can you imagine them doing a Lex Luthor standalone film? Oh, God. Would, wait, would it be, like, regular bald Lex that we all know and love? Or would it be, like, or again, Mark Zuckerberg, Lenny Luthor? Film? Oh, I don't believe they're ever... I don't believe they're going to try and, like, even try and revisit that again. <laughs> <laughs> or even if they do, they'll try and, like mask up how terrible it was to begin with <laughs> no like a standalone Lex Luthor film I do not believe for one second they would do that no because the only way the only way to credibly because you can't make a film about Lex Luthor the way you can make a film about the Joker because the Lex Luthor is actually about something yeah he's actually like a ruthless American capitalist who controls and games the system to get exactly what he wants yeah yeah you no there's no way studios would allow that film or even if they did, they wouldn't allow for, like, any genuine critique to come up about, like, Lex Luthor. No. No. They they just said that to get people enticed about the future, and but, like, it's something, it's a promise they could totally go back on. Mm-hmm. Fuck it. They got their Joker film. They don't gotta do anymore. Yeah. They don't gotta do anymore. They just gotta, you know, just go for whatever the will currently get people excited. Like, oh, we're gonna come up with a Birds of Prey film, and it's got Harley Quinn plastered all around it. And no one who's else. Not, who's not touched by that other shitty director. <laughs> <laughs> There's another film I don't have much faith in, to be honest. No. Because I remember seeing that trailer that came up before Joker, and I thought, and I was thinking to myself, this is the Harley Quinn film. Because <laughs> no other actress in that trailer got a good line in edgewise. No, it was just all Margot Robbie. It was all Mar- uh, Margot Robbie. And I don't, and like, I don't believe that film is going to be good either. <laughs> <laughs> like, I have more hope for Suicide Squad 2 than I do ha- have hope for Birds of Prey. Fucking ouch. <laughs> That's... <laughs> That's harsh. <laughs> it's more so, with Suicide Squad too. It's more so because James Gunn is directing it, and like, okay, he did good stuff with Guardians. Maybe he can actually work some magic with Suicide Squad. Is it actually being considered a direct sequel to that film, though? Pretty sure it is. It's got most of the same cast in it. Really? Yeah. Hmm. Interesting. And all and minus Jared Leto and plus one John Cena. <laughs> who could you see John Cena playing? Oh God, who did he say he was playing in that movie? I forgot who it was. Shit, I don't remember. I don't know. Let me look up real quick. John... Let's see. 
John's. Because I don't even know if they announced his role yet. I think officially it's being called The Suicide Squad. Okay. Although I think an alternate de facto name is, yeah, Suicide Squad 2. I mean, okay, I'm only reading... I'm only reading uh, the Wikipedia page, but, like, it's already suggesting that, like, in the film they'll have the characters Polka Dot Man, Rat Catcher, and King Shark. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, As far as I can tell here... Actually, if what this is saying is true, true as well, Idris Elba is replacing Will Smith. Yeah, he's being dead shit. <laughs> Get fucked, Will Smith. Guess you're gonna have to live off that Gemini Man money. God, that <laughs> really stupid fucking looking movie. <laughs> Who's better? Yeah, I'm not seeing a role here for John Cena. Yeah. Yet. Get him to play Killer Moth or something. <laughs> John Cena is Killer Moth. <laughs> They're both equally as colorful in yeah. their costumes. Why not? <laughs> yeah, why not? <laughs> Have John Cena play the numpty <laughs> Killer Moth. <laughs> I just want to see Killer Moth in any film, like, period. I love Killer Moth just because of how, like, shitty he is. <laughs> He's a dime store henchman. <laughs> He's just one of those jobber villains. He is. That's exactly what he is. I want to see that version of Killer Moth. I don't want, like, the mutant version from Teen Titans. I'm sure it was cool, but that's not, like, the true spirit of the character. No. Hell, put Condiment King in there. <laughs> Give me Calendar Man. Calendar Man, he'd be pretty cool. Yeah, he's more like a Lex. He's more like a. He's more like a Hannibal Lecter kind of villain, though. He'd kind of be hard to work in there, oh. unless you make him the main villain that they're all trying to thwart. Yeah. Oh no, better yet, they do like a Joker movie, but with Calendar Man. Oh wait, are you saying like the, are you saying that they hook people in with the Joker, but then they switch out for Calendar no, no, Man? No, no, they do like a Joker style movie, but with like calendar man as like the main character you know it shows him like oh he was this normal guy but then he turned into a psychopath and he's obsessed with holidays you know that would be genuinely more in- i believe you know, that would be genuinely more interesting than you the know, joker you can show like his, you can show like his childhood and like every bad thing that ever happened to him in his life occurred on like christmas or valentine's day <laughs> or new year's eve or arbor day like arbor day he he like crashed his bike and broke his leg i fucking hate holidays i hate the society who tries to push these kind of celebrations of life upon us (laughs) he doesn't feel the christmas spirit one year so he decides to like kill people in the name of the christmas spirit he like looks out the window and he's like boy boy what day is it why it's christmas day sir Shoots him. <laughs> Shoots him down the street. Yeah. <laughs> yes, and I'm here to bring the Christmas gift of death. <laughs> and tomorrow I'll be back for Boxing Day. Oh, <laughs> God, yes. Please, don't... The next the next villain of this film, if, if they are going to go for... If W. Warner Brothers is going to go forward with that standalone film DC project. They gotta make a Calendar Man movie. Yeah, dude, fucking do it. <laughs> fucking do it. Who cares? <laughs> nobody. Literally nobody cares. And there's gonna be discourse about that. People saying like, oh my god, it's, it's so dark and it asks all these questions. It, it's not your action pack. It's about Avengers holiday movie. materialism. <laughs> this ain't your fucking baby Avengers action movie full of colors. This is deep, dark, Good shit. Oh, God. God damn that Joker movie. It's gonna win an Oscar. Oh, man. That's the thing that makes you laugh so hard. People saying, like, oh, man, it's so deep. Oh, man, it raises so many questions. Yeah, does it answer any of them? No? Then fuck off. 
It knows just how to present itself to make you think you're watching a good film. It's a movie that makes you feel smart. Mm, yeah, I would. I it's would like reading like the Da Vinci Code. It's like, oh man, these chapters are so short. I feel like I'm breezing through this book. I'm such intelligent. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Man, God. Oh, fuck, dude. <laughs> Fucking Joker. God damn it. So suffice to say, we didn't like the Joker. No. No. <laughs> I would go. I would even go as far as to say, probably one of the uh, worst theater experiences I've ever been to, next to uh, Transformers 3, Dark of the Moon, and that one time we saw fucking Equestria Girls. Really? Yeah. Fucking really? Yeah. Worse than Equestria Girls? Uh, close to that. <laughs> I didn't think it was that bad of, like, an actual, like, theater experience. But... I don't know. I remember feeling pretty embarrassed throughout that entire screening. Well, yeah, there were quite a few moments during that film that I whispered to you just to, like, demonstrate how bad the film was. Yeah. From every time it ripped off, like, one of its inspiration films, like Taxi Driver and the King of Comedy, to, yeah. like, uh, just... Remind to just to like remind giving you a reminder about like a certain musician who contributed <laughs> kinda to the film. <laughs> what was that all about? I don't know because like yeah that like song they played during when like he's dancing down the steps, rock and roll part two. It doesn't fit with that film whatsoever. I expected something orchestral, not that. Yeah, like, not that. From the trailer, I thought I was gonna play like the music from the trailer in that scene, but no, you play like this fucking gold it's the most song. jarring, the most jarring music they could play. It's like, what the fuck? Did he just score a goal? I know, right? <laughs> Maybe in his head he did because he just killed somebody. <laughs> to the Joker, that was a goal. Yeah. Uh, it pains me to know that that film will probably get an Oscar nomination. Probably for like, I don't know, set design, costuming. I would go so far as to say it would get it would be nominated for an Oscar for Best Actor. Really? Because that's what everybody is saying about the film, and I do agree. Joaquin Phoenix does act pretty well in that movie. I thought he was fine, but not, like, Best Actor worthy. Yes, but it w would he be good enough to fool uh, the standards of the Academy, though? No. Honestly, I do think so. I don't know. Because I give that little credit to the Academy <sighs> to know better. Ah, mm. Remember, this is the same Academy that nominated the Boss Baby for Best Animation. Well, just because they don't give a shit about animated films doesn't mean they don't actually give a shit about the actual acting in certain movies. Really? Because I've got one film that says otherwise, and that film is Green Book. Yeah, because you heard about how shitty that was. I forgot about that one. Did you forget yeah. that it won the be one Best Picture for 2018? I forgot about that. Well, I didn't watch the Oscars that year, so... Yeah, so you probably went to know. Yeah, that have. that shitty film in which uh. in which a white man <laughs> teaches a black man how to be black by teaching him how to eat fried chicken. Yeah, that one best picture of 2018. I forgot about that. Yeah. So suffice to say, I don't give them credit enough that they won't nominate Joker. And nonetheless, they won't nominate it for be for best lead actor. Now that you brought that up, okay, yeah, yeah, I can I can totally see them doing that. So yeah, that's my perspective here. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, I blocked that movie out of my head, and now it's all it's like, oh my god, yeah, that one, and that was such a fucking terrible thing. Yeah. <laughs> so now you know where I'm coming from on that. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> Hey, we got other stuff to look forward to this month. Hey, it's October. Let's not forget, month of Halloween. Yeah. <laughs> uh, 
I don't know, see if there's any kind of Halloween revelries I might be able to uh, attend around here or something. Okay. I think also First Avenue in Minneapolis puts on, like, some Halloween party oh, thing could, or something. They definitely got to do something like that. Yeah, yeah. Oh, God. You know, I've, I've actually had a dream of, like, getting, um... I've actually had, like, a fantasy before of getting, like, a Warriors jacket, like, from the film <laughs> The Warriors. Yeah. Putting together, like, a makeshift, like, outfit for that or something. Yeah. And just maybe carrying around, like, some old crappy baseball bat or something <laughs> that I borrow from home, you know? And just be like a one-man warriors. <laughs> I don't know. Who knows? Maybe I'll indulge myself this year. Just say you're all of the warriors in one. I'm all of the warriors in one. Yeah. Oh boy. I was gonna make I was gonna make a joke there about like donning blackface to like be all of the warriors in one, like half blackface. So you pull a, a Roddy Piper at WrestleMania six. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> just make sure you don't use fucking shoe polish and you have to like spend weeks scrubbing it off. <laughs> And go through the airports being like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Yes, I will be the most hated person in all of Minneapolis that night. Uh. <laughs> nah, maybe, maybe I'll, maybe, nah, maybe I'll just do like the jacket and maybe like jeans or something. Maybe like a, I don't know, maybe, maybe, maybe make like a makeshift like headband or something. I don't know, you know. It'd be, it'd be something to try something. It'd be fun to try something out like that. I don't know. For me, when it comes to Halloween this year, since it's on a Thursday, I'm just going to be staying in and watching football and ignoring everyone who comes by and knocks on my door. <laughs> just being like, I don't have any candy. Go away. Yeah, but don't you want to, like, wouldn't you want, rather want to put up, like, a sign that says, like, no trick-or-treaters or something, not be bothered? No, I kind of want to, like, go in my room, turn off all the lights in the downstairs and just, like... Just hear the rings of the doorbell. Just like have people like just wait there and waste their time. And then you can and then you can look out from a window and see all the disappointed kids walk away. That's funnier. (laughs) (laughs) That's pretty commendable. That's pretty commendable. Hey, that happened to me a lot when I was a little kid. So it's like, hey, what goes around comes around. Jesus Christ, man, you're (laughs) vengeful in that regard. Oh yeah. You don't want to like be better and give out like candy to kids. No, it's like, why would I buy candy for other people? I bet they're not even going to eat it. They're probably going to throw it away. Oh, wow. That's a great fucking perspective to take there. <laughs> Dang, kid. Hey, kids, you got to work harder for your candy. Go find, look for a house that'll actually, like, look for give pe- you candy. Look for people nicer than me. Wow, that's a great fucking implication about <laughs> you, buddy. <laughs> I mean, Jesus Christ, I know you don't want to, I know you don't ever want to have kids, but, like, <laughs> I love that you're taking the stance of, like, no, I'm actively against the future. <laughs> Also, writing up a sign that says no candy is just too much work. Really? Really? Yeah. Just tearing out the paper, writing on it, and then just putting it in the door with with tape? That's too much for you? And they're probably going to ignore it anyway. Maybe. Maybe. Because people are stupid. I, I don't know. Like, I give I give Minnesotans enough credit to ignore those, like, doors. Minnesotans, yes. Kids, no. Because, like, most of the kids who go trick-or-treating are just, like... They're just led there by their parents, and the parents just wait on the sidewalk saying, Okay, little Billy, go up and ring on the doorbell. They don't even go with them. I don't know. Like, that's not... I wouldn't, I wouldn't want to give people enough credit that they wouldn't do that. Because, like, I want to believe people are better than the door-to-door salesmen, salespeople that I interacted with, like, some time ago. Because they would knock on doors that say, Do not disturb. And I saw that. And, like, after that one day of work, after that one day of work that I left... I left and I said and I said to myself, I will never, ever be that. <laughs> I will never become that. Oh man, it's even better to do like what I want to do to those guys, just like completely ignore them and just like let them just like waste their time knocking on my door. I'm just like, nah, nah, I'm not opening it. Either leave or just keep wasting your time. Fuck dude, you're heartless. <laughs> you're fucking mean. Hey, door to door salesmen should like have chosen a better job. <laughs> 
Uh, hey, some of those people are down on, down and out of their luck. They're desperate. I was desperate when I took that out. Uh, then again, the people who actually stick around, then yeah, then I have less empathy then for those. Then they choose that. Yeah, then they actually choose that. I can't really pick those people out too easily, though. <laughs> well, I guess i got to give you some credit. At least you're not, like, poisoning candy or anything. No, I'm not like that. At least you're not putting, like, uh, like fucking razor blades in the candy, like, assholes out there. I mean, I was going to say, like, shitting pills, but... <laughs> Wouldn't that be great? You just make homemade candy that just has like <laughs> diuretics in there and stuff. <laughs> you see in the news the very next morning, like a string of fifty children this like after a Halloween night are shitting their brains out this very morning in Minnesota. <laughs> now even better, I buy a bunch of those uh, like uh, calcitine bars from Mean Girls that make it gain weight. <laughs> Oh god! <laughs> yeah, yeah, fucking Regina George going lo- just screaming all the way home, thinking like, "Oh god, I ate one of these." I know. Why did those assholes have to put razors in their candy? Because God, we could have had like there could have been like some genuine fun out there, just hearing about kids shitting their brains out. <laughs> but no, somebody had to like ruin the game for everybody and put razor blades. Yeah, in someone their candy. had to be a psycho. Yeah, exactly. Thanks a lot, asshole. <laughs> <laughs> Now we got parents who are literally like parking their cars around each other with like their trunks open full of candy. Yeah. And then telling their kids, hey, trick or treat at this house, kid. Just pretend it's a house. <laughs> Fuck, dude. Oh, God. Maybe like one of those like shitty people who are just like, hey, we don't have candy. Have some pennies. Oh, who would be a monster enough to do that? And usually it's people who ran out of candy. And it's like, once you're out of candy, just lock the door. Yeah, just lock the door. Don't give out. Don't give out your like spare change. Yeah, like what are you gonna do with pennies? It's just gonna like just take up space. The penny is already a useless piece of currency that needs to be abolished in this country. Absolutely, so that's an even bigger insult. Yeah, you might as well shit in that kid's bag, <laughs> <laughs> or give him a rock. Yeah, or give him a rock. Yeah. You could, you could at least give that kid a rock, and they would at least be able to say, well, I got screwed over by this person, but you know, at least I experienced something that Charlie Brown went through. Yeah. I've got a good story to tell. Exactly. No, you gave them pennies. <laughs> you gave them something that is less worth less than a rock. Yeah. Fuck, dude. <laughs> yeah, all I'll say is just be good to kids out there in Halloween. Like, this is a formative experience for them. I mean, every kid should deserve... A good Halloween. That's what. That's my opinion. So yeah, you know, put on a good show for them. Spook them out or anything as you're giving them candy. Put on a scary mask. You know, really instill in them the spirit of Halloween. Just you know, make sure they don't get a shitty experience out of it. Yeah, be kind to them. Mm-hmm. Be respectful. Not me though. I don't care. No, that's that's yours. Okay. <laughs> I'm just. I'm gonna. I'm gonna pull like a friggin' uh, Carl Pilkington and just like. Like, when someone knocks on my door, I'm just gonna, I'm gonna freeze. <laughs> well, no, you would have the blinds drawn, wouldn't you? <laughs> no, I don't have blinds. <laughs> <laughs> so you just sit there and ignore them completely. Yeah. As they look in and are like, hey, mister, give us candy. And you'll sit there and be like, no. <laughs> no. I'm just sandbagging you. <laughs> <laughs> You're like Rorschach. You'll just look down and whisper no. <laughs> And all the ungrateful kitties asking for candy. <laughs> yeah, well, one bit of the Christmas spirit we will have tonight is that we be, we'll be watching Watchmen. At least we will we will watch the Watchmen. Yes. If if only if only because you you, you got inspired because you saw the um, uh, the OSW review and you were all like, eh, this is maybe an experience I want to go through. Yeah, I kind of like you know I've seen a one hour review. Let's see the whole thing. Have you ever seen the full? Th- have you ever seen the original film in theaters? Not in theaters. Like, I think on TV once or twice. 
Mm, years ago. Oh, okay. So you've at least gotten like an edited version yeah, on I, TV. I, yeah, the edited version on like either HBO or TNT or whatever. Fuck, I don't remember where I first saw it. Rather, I don't want to remember where I first saw it because I don't want to, because like that's, I want to expunge that film from my memory. I want to expunge it from reality. So uh, you're going to have a fun watch with me tonight. Goody gumdrops. Yep. Enjoy having the film paused like five minutes, every five mil- minutes while I, while I bring out my copy of the original comic and explain to you how much better it was. Okay, no, that's a lie. That's a lie. I'll at least be kind and not like do not like pause it every five or ten minutes. <laughs> but there will be moments where I'll pause and like point to the comic and be like, "See, this is this is why you need to lend this comic for me after we're done watching it." <laughs> <laughs> uh, then again, you love to see when I when I bitch about things. Oh yeah. So. <laughs> Why is that, though? Why do you love seeing me bitch about this? I don't know. You love seeing me bitch about stuff, too. I guess. (laughs) (laughs) It's like whenever something shitty happens in the world of WWE, you're like, oh, dude, what what happened with Seth Rollins and Bray Wyatt at Hell in a Cell? And I'm like, fuck, dude, I don't know. I didn't watch it. Is it because we love seeing the passion come out in each other? Yeah, I would say so. I would say so, too. I mean, that's why I like seeing that kind of come out in our uh, other friends whenever they get, like... Really into explaining something like that. You love to see the passion come out of them. Their love—that's like their je ne sais quoi. Their love for life. And that's all. That's also part of the reason why you uh, earlier this year you humored me for three hours while I gave out about Black Clover on this podcast. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> maybe maybe that's the drive of the podcast. Will be the appeal to people in the future. Or uh, the the passion for life that comes out of us for how much we. Uh, like love or hate certain things. Yeah, we we mostly love things, but like once in a while we'll get something that we really don't like, and it'll make it even more special. So yeah, all you listeners out there, wait, just wait for our darling in the Franks podcast. Because <laughs> I've got because I'm already predicting that'll be a very interesting one. Fifty fifty <laughs> fifty fifty. <laughs> uh, well, on that note, should we begin? Let's do it to it. The Sonic Studio. Oh, yeah, how that went out of business. Fuck that. Yeah, that was awful. That was just terrible. All that work they put in. Yeah. And all like, that work, and they all just got laid off. Yeah. Like, the the fucking studio that's gonna, that's like gonna rake, like, millions of dollars from the Sonic movie, you know? That they know they will. That yeah. they knew they were going to. Yeah. With all the goodwill they showed up. Yeah, the people, goodwill. You know, in big quotation marks. <laughs> yeah. And then just fucking laying off all those people just like that. Fuck, dude. That was terrible. Yeah, that was truly awful. Yeah. Uh, my 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 offer will still stand for that for you at least if you ever <laughs> decide to see the movie. <laughs> I I leave my my future with the Sonic movie is now entirely in your hands. In my hands. In your hands. <laughs> <laughs> At least we'll have the uh, at least we'll have Star Wars next Friday. Oh god, that's I am so ready for Star Wars. I'm saving Wars. up the hype. I'm saving up the hype. Yeah, like although to be honest, I I would like to actually watch uh, the Last Jedi again before yeah. um, seeing that because I haven't I still haven't watched it a second time. I'm I'm actually doing like a rewatch of all the Star Wars movies right now to kind of hype myself up. I already uh, got through the first two and so far, so that means I got the bad ones out of the way. Right, right. That's good. That's yeah. good. <laughs> It still amazes me how people still think episode one is worse than episode two. I know, it's like, it feels like in recent times people have just gotten, like, amnesia about the prequel films. Well, it's, well, it's mostly because people are just angry that uh, we have a female lead in Star Wars now. 
Right, right, right. A lot of people out there are just, like, pissy that, like, you know, they're doing different things with Star Wars and stuff. Yeah, and people just, are just like, going all like, yeah, what are you talking about? You know, like, uh, midichlorians, it's alright. It's all good. You know, it's better than fucking Ray. and It's everything. like, really, midichlorians, that's okay? Yeah. Eh, you know, those... That first, that first movie wasn't as bad. The objectively know. shitty acting. You just, uh, you just gotta take out Jar Jar and everything's alright. Uh, <laughs> it's it's, it's yeah, like, like, I've just been hating conversations surrounding it. Because it's just like yeah. so... It's just a cesspool lately. Yeah. Fuck, dude. Yeah. I have also been listening to the... Uh, re-listening to the uh, We Hate Movies uh, episodes on uh, the Star Wars movies. <laughs> uh, yeah, episode 1, Episode 2, and uh, the Star Wars Holiday Special. Oh, that must be fun. I think I did listen to the Phantom Menace one, at least. Yeah. I love the Episode 2 one they did because for, like, pretty much the entire podcast, every, like, ten minutes, they just go into, like... A tangent, a bit, all about friggin' Klee Glars, the dude who married Anakin's mom. Oh, wait, I did watch that episode. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Klee Glars and, like, the weird, like, marital, like, slavery thing he had going on there. And I love how they think of, like, a conspiracy theory where it's just like, ah, oh, Klee was just getting so sick of Shmi Skywalker, so he hired some Tusken Raiders to kind of kidnap her, and he's all like, ah, oh, I, I had to go, but, ah, oh, my leg was all taken, you know? Like, hey, you guys, uh, Iwato, can you kind of get rid of my leg here, you know, kind of make it look real? That's great. <laughs> it's the greatest. No, the one Star Wars property I'm actually, um, still keeping an eye out for is, um, I'm still waiting when they're, um, wait for when they're gonna announce, uh, that, la- that, um, final season of Clone, of, uh, the Clone Wars, actually. I know Because there's been, gonna... like, no buzz about it lately. I do know that's gonna go on Disney+. Plus. Okay, so that's going to be on Disney Plus. Okay, well, yeah, I'll have to. <laughs> that's a that's a hard bargain there, Disney Plus. Like it's, it's seven uh, bucks. Come on, it's but it's also just like I just don't like <laughs> care really that much. <laughs> Come on, dude, Mandalorian, it's great. Uh, I don't know. Disney's been getting on my nerves lately. <laughs> uh, they've they've been shit heels. <laughs> I'm sorry, but like Baby Yoda, it's just I'm 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 not I'm not a sucker for that. Okay, like he's cute, he's cute, but like he's just, but he's cute in that marketable kind of way. Obviously, yeah, it's it's like you know it's like oh he's so marketable. <laughs> That's what I think when I see like Baby Yoda. I'll take him over minions any day. Oh yeah, well like anything's better over minions. You know? <laughs> That's like not even a comparison right there. <laughs> No, but uh, no, I'm feeling the I'm feeling the Christmas spirit at least, you know. Although, um, really want to kick it into gear though after we uh, record the podcast because then we'll have free time, you know. Yeah. Because I really want to see that. I really want to watch that Klaus movie on Netflix. Yeah, I need. It to looks re- fucking incredible. I need to re sub to Netflix because I kind of took a break after a little while, but I need to get back on there for for that and also for a Carol and Tuesday part two coming like Christmas Eve. Mm, another work I need to get on my uh, list there. Yeah. Or it is on my list. I just have to get around to it finally. It's amazing. Ugh, I don't doubt it. I don't doubt it. It looks really cute. It's good. Like, so much so that I kind of want to do an episode on it in the future. Oh, I'd fucking be down for that. Yeah. Because <laughs> I look at that and I'm just like, oh yeah, I, I'll, I'm going to like this. Yeah, oh definitely. <laughs> this is going to be interesting. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, it's not every day you get like a good music-like anime out there to really like see or anything. So. Yeah, and this is Watanabe, man. Right, right, Shinichiro Watanabe, so mm-hmm. even more so, you know. Yeah, and this is not like his, it's not his only uh, music-based anime that he did, because he also did Kids on the Slope, which is another fantastic series of his. Right, right. 
You could even argue maybe Samurai Champloo was a music <laughs> series. Yeah. <laughs> kind of more in the hip-hop style. Like. Right, more in the hip-hop style, but he still contracted, like, professional hip-hop artists yeah, in Japan. Yeah, like, Samurai like, Champloo was, like, hip-hop, Kids on the Slope was jazz, and, like, Carolyn Tuesday is just all the genres. Right, right. So, yeah, I'd be totally down for that myself. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, other other Christmassy stuff. Uh, yeah, as like as I just said before this, um, yeah, I just did. Uh, we just finally did Mickey's Christmas Carol all the way through. Finally, for all these years, that was fucking incredible. Mm-hmm. Fucking love that. It's the best. And like, like, can you get any more perfect than like Uncle Scrooge as Uncle Scrooge? Scrooge. Yeah, exactly. Scrooge. Scrooge McDuck is you know Scrooge. <laughs> yeah, and that was the first time Alan Young has ever played Scrooge before Ducktales. Wait, really? Yeah. Holy shit, I didn't know yeah, that. And that was also the debut of Wayne Allwine as Mickey. Oh, interesting. And uh, the final... Maybe that would explain why he was a little rough around the yeah, edges. Yeah, you can kind of tell that he was new, kind of like how, remember, uh, Brett Ewan in uh, Birth by Sleep. Right, right. He was kind of finding his foot, how they were both, it seems like they were both finding their footholds yeah. in those places. That was also the very last time we had uh, Clarence Ducky Nash playing Donald. Oh, really? Yeah, oh, that's kind of sad. Yeah, you can kind of hear it in his voice that he was kind of starting to slow down a bit. Like, his Donald was getting a bit more I suppose. I, di- I didn't really notice it myself. I kind of felt it was, like, a bit more raspier and not like he was intentionally doing it more like he's just getting old. Right, right. You know, as it was, which is kind of sad. But, um, no, still put out a pretty good product in the end, I guess. Yeah, it was, it was really good. Beats Mickey's Twice Upon a Christmas. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to stand up for that. Yeah. But uh, don't diss Mickey's Once Upon a Christmas. That is good. Now, Disney's... Now, Mickey's Once Upon a Christmas. Yes, that is actually good. Like, the like it's basically like a DuckTales episode and a Goof Troop episode, plus a Mickey short. I mean, yeah, pretty much. It is just kind of those, like, mashed together a little yeah. bit, but it works pretty well. It's great. And, like, uh, one of the best, like, versions of, like, the whole Christmas Every Day thing with, like, the DuckTales bit. Right, right. So... Uh, that we would uh, later on see you in uh, you know, Fairly Odd Parents. Yeah. Although I still contend Fairly Odd Parents did their own uh, original, it did, like really went far with their own original idea for a Christmas episode. Yeah, that was still that was good. Better than their later attempt at a Christmas episode. Oh yeah, what was it called again? Wishmas. Yes. Yeah. Wishmas. Where it was like Timmy was getting so upset that Santa wasn't giving him the toys he wanted, even though like you know Santa, aren't you like friends? Shouldn't he be all like, oh, oh, oh Timmy Turner, I can get you what you want? He's got fucking fairy godparents. God give too. him whatever the fuck he wants. Like Timmy Turner, like I swear to God, like I can't believe I'm doing this for a tangent before the podcast. <laughs> you can catalog this because I got like shit to say about Timmy Turner. Yep. <laughs> he is one of the most sociopathic <laughs> cartoon characters I have ever seen in my life. He's fucking awful. He's a terrible kid. He keeps himself. You know, I don't know why I hate him. He keeps himself intentionally miserable so that he can hang on to his, like, two fairy godparents in, like, indentured servitude for all of their <laughs> fucking lives. You know, they're... Cosmo and Wanda, they're just there for, like, a job, you know? They've had other kids, you know? I yeah. get Timmy a special to them or something, but, like, Timmy, if we're going by the live-action films, he holds on to them for, like, years afterwards. And it's like, can, like, at what point is that just like, can you, like, I can't even imagine doing like one job for 30 <laughs> years of my life. But they're like, but they're like, here they are just like sticking with Timmy for like 20 plus years where he's intentionally keeping himself miserable so that he can like hang on to them, you know? And you know, they've probably seen some horrible shit. Like, you know, when Timmy's like old, grown up, tw- mid twenties, Drake Bell, you know, they've probably seen some him do some like really, really weird stuff. He's awful as a kid. Imagine how awfully he's going to be as like a teenager when he's He's, like, finding loopholes around wishes so that he can, like, 
fuck with his like fuck with his like um uh, like student body or something you know yeah and also thinking like he's probably at home just like you know what uh, he's older now he's probably just wishing like hey i wish for some weed and he's just like smoking weed in his, like, <laughs> he's, he's, just... he's hotboxing in his room while whacking off to does some any, softcore porn does anything into rules say that like you can't like like that you can't like wish for like drugs or anything it's <laughs> never come up recreational drugs it's never come up and plus like <laughs> Do they live in like is Dimsdale in like California or something? I assume it is something like that. Yeah, because it's on it's on it's on like a beach city or something like that. It's close to the beach. Right, right. So like know. it's legal there. Right, so it would be legal there. Although you know what I'm I'm sure Timmy would never fucking do is like actually improve like the world around him or anything. No, it'd be one thing if he just like kept his own life miserable, but like he never uses the magic to help anybody. That's why whenever like his parent fairly godparents get passed on to somebody else, that other person is always improving the world. <laughs> like Cosmo wanted to get passed on to like uh, like Chester, you know, yeah. and Chester actually tries to like help people in his life. And Timmy, every time he gets them back, he doesn't fucking do shit. <laughs> Wasn't there, like, a thing, like, the live-action version where, like, Chester and AJ were all, like, they hate Timmy now, going, like, oh, we're adults now, better than you, fucking asshole, living with your parents. Something like that, I think. Like, I barely even remember them in that film. <laughs> they barely even remember those characters in, like, later seasons when, like, they lost their actors or something. Yeah, so, like, got... Chester and AJ just didn't talk anymore. So, what's more, Timmy's now a loner in the later seasons, too, because his friends don't talk to him anymore. Yeah. They never talk to him because... I don't think they got their actors back or anything. Mm-hmm. So Timmy's just like talking to his fairly. He's only got his fairly odd, his fairly god parents around until he gets like, um, what's her name in his life? Um, I forgot her Chloe. name. Chloe. Chloe. Yeah, Chloe. You know. And then he's got like I don't know, like a friend, like sister figure or something, who's like also his like good opposite, I guess. You know. So it's like you got like a Satan Jesus thing going yeah. on here. <laughs> <laughs> Not only that, but like he got he, he got at its worst when um. This is where I lost. This is the part where I lost like all hope for Timmy Turner as a human being, and I thought like this is this is a person that needs to be um, uh, put down like the Damien they are, <laughs> <laughs> and it was uh, Timmy's secret wish. Oh yeah, that's right. In Timmy's, where in Timmy's secret wish, he's put on trial for all of the uh, bad wishes or that have like gone wrong before, which. I mean, kind of done, kind of already done before with like the wish island, like the, yeah, the wish, wish island, island thing, thing, you know. That, like, you know, like, the joke is that, like, all of his wishes just fuck up eventually, you know, which is really just like, haha, yeah, yeah, because it's, because, like, the writer's room is all like, oh, yeah, Timmy fucks up a lot, you know, uh, why don't we just mail a whole plot about that, I don't know. And then we get to, like, Timmy's secret wish, where he's, like, put on trial for all of his, like, we, you know, up until this point, we kind of viewed as, like, you know, like, unintentional wishes or something that have, like, kind of gone bad. Now, you know, Timmy and stuff, he's, he's a sociopath, so yeah. he doesn't fucking care about, like... <laughs> how any of them go wrong or anything, you know? But then we find out that Timmy, <laughs> like, made, like, a secret wish where he wished that he was, like, ten for yeah. life. And then he, like, erased Cosmo's memory so that it wouldn't be shown up in, like, the wish catalogs that I guess this world has that was just invented for the special. <laughs> yeah. Which kind of, like, shows that he didn't learn anything in previous episodes about, like, growing up and, like, learning that maybe one day he will lose, um, you know, Cosmo wanted in his life and then he'll have to grow up. That was the plot to Channel Chasers, the best right, movie. Right, that was, like, the plot to Channel Chasers, that, like, he's gonna grow up eventually, but, like, that's gonna be okay. He's gonna grow up to be Alec Baldwin and, like, make up his living doing bad trumpet impressions on SNL. Right, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so in Timmy's Secret Wish, we just find out Timmy learned uh, absolutely nothing. Uh, his life is an endless, vicious cycle that will uh, continue spiraling forward until he um, until he eventually gets um, 
arrested upon serious charges one day for doing like some like um sociopathic tax evasion shit where he stole from the poor or something <laughs> and then uh cosmo then it, wando will uh, look down and uh, whisper no as they uh <laughs> exit from his life and he's uh, left for with uh, 40 plus years in jail for the rest of his life now nah, i would kind of see him like uh, getting in trouble for like starting up say like a kickstarter or a patreon saying like oh this is gonna go to like an animation project but instead it goes to like my weird beliefs <laughs> <laughs> that's a good point <laughs> Well, no, because in that situation, it's more viable that he'll just be, like, forgiven automatically afterwards, <laughs> and, like, he'll count on everybody forgetting what he did, you know? <laughs> no, no, like, I could imagine doing Timmy doing some, like, other, like, terrible shit, you know, but, like, no, that I do believe that would be within the realms of his, um, within the realms of his, um, within the realms of his sociopathy, just make it a Kickstarter for a... Some uh, allegedly Christian yeah. uh, video project without uh, disclosing to backers what what, <laughs> what it was actually toward, going towards. And you know, some like awful stuff about him in the past comes up. The fact that he goes on podcasts making jokes about an actor who died on his show or whatever. Right, right. And then he'll try to like bank off of like nostalgia or you like know, start, mo- millennial nostalgia by like doing draw sec like draw videos. You know, start up a YouTube page, going like, "Hey, would it be great if we like crossed over with?" Danny Phantom and Bunsen is a beast. <laughs> and then he'll just live like a sad and lonely life in which like he'll have only made uh, really like one pro like really like two projects that really matter in life, you know, and uh, he'll just he'll just be a sad little gremlin who uh, really will uh, who's just an absolute attention hog who will uh, struggle for any kind of fame that he possibly can in the world until he uh, eventually dies a uh, sad, lonely death. Yeah, but not before he gets fired from his job and has to join Dan, Dan Snyder in the unemployment line. <laughs> We're not being subtle here. <laughs> <laughs> so that's my rant about Timmy Turner yeah. and why I think he's one of the worst animated... Why he was why he was turned into... Why I think he was turned into one of the worst uh, animated characters ever. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> But yeah, I remember like a few years ago where like, you know, where I really started buying like uh, Girl Scout cookies. I think it was like around 2015-ish because, you know, that's around when I had like a more consistent job and I had like money to spend. Right. And uh, Girl Scouts would like come by my workplace at the time and I would buy my Thin Mints. But then I thought, you know what? I want to switch it up one of these days. I'll get these lemonades. These sound really good. And then I bought them and I'm just an eighth and I'm just like. Where have you been all my life? <laughs> they really, they really are like that's that like weird rookie player among all the Girl Scout cookies because mm-hmm. they're relatively new. Yeah, they are a little bit new. I mean, generally speaking, among generally all the because yeah. they don't change up the lineup like all that yeah. much on a regular basis. Yeah, they usually tend to add some things. Yeah, every now and then, like they'll uh, add like a new cookie recipe. Because I remember, like a few years ago, they also added like a, a gluten-free type cookie. Well, well, yeah. There's just some people out there with like legitimate like allergies with that stuff. So yeah, yeah, of course, like so yeah, I could definitely. So yeah, it's um, very nice of them to also sell those. Accommodate for them. Yeah, accommodate for them. That's very nice to do. But um, yeah, I think I don't know. Is there any Girl Scout cookie I don't like? That's a good question. I would say for me, my my least favorite could be Samoas, but even then, those are still pretty good. Right, right. I'm just not a big fan of, like the coconut and all that. Yeah, the yeah the coconut doesn't really do it for me. Like I, I have to be like in the right mood for coconut, I mm, guess. Yeah, like I say, they're fine, but like at, at the same time, I'm not just gonna be, you know, going out of my way to get them. Yeah, like I've never been, I've never gone out of my way for anything that is like 
has coconut in it. Yeah. I don't know what it is. Maybe it's like the texture or the flavor just doesn't do it for me. It feels weird when you bite into it because it feels like you're biting into almost like an actual fruit or... It like feels kind of fleshy. Flesh yeah. yeah it feel, the flakes have like a little bit of like fleshiness to them. Yeah, because I don't really want to be having a crunch when I'm biting into like either a cookie or like a candy bar. Well, I like that in certain situations. Like I still like it, but... I've never gotten out of my way for it. <laughs> it's like I've had it once and I'm like, oh, that was good. Moving on. <laughs> it's like I don't understand. Like my, my dad's a big fan of like almond joys and I'm just like, I don't understand how you can eat that stuff. Well, they're a bit more like concentrated in that regard and stuff. So they're, they're, there's a little bit of like a smooth texture to them as well. Mm. I, th- I think they maybe like mix them with like a little bit of sugar or something. So it gets a little like sticky in on the inside. But no, I do find those kind of enjoyable. Yeah, just... If it's the only thing that's available, I'll have it, but, you know, I'm not going to be screaming for it. Right, right. Not the not the best candy to give to a loved one for Valentine's Day. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Very happy to say I spent my Valentine's Day binging all of Miraculous Ladybug. Oh. I could not have asked for uh, something, I could not have asked for anything better on a, la- like, work-locked day, work- working at home, than that. Okay. That was the best I could hope for. I had a blast watching it. Oh, I had a really good. good time. Aside from that, though, uh, Ballmasters is back. That's what I hear, and I hear it's I'm pretty... so fu- I watched the first two episodes, and I immediately just got right back into it, slipped right back in. I binged a whole bunch of episodes today. <laughs> I heard you said that the, uh, the animation's actually even better than season one. I think it's a little bit better. It's a little bit more polished in parts, I think. But it's it's only like a slight little difference because like the animation was already pretty. It's already great. pretty good. Yeah, it was already pretty good in the first season. It's kind of like you can tell that they probably got had some, a few extra bucks thrown their way to kind of polish things up a bit. Yeah, just just a little bit, I would say. But no, it's just as fun as like the first season, and like it's getting better now that like the leptons can actually win. You know, yeah. and you're actually getting some like celebrity status, which just open which just opens the doors for new funny plots they can work with. You know? Right. <laughs> So yeah, I'm I'm having a I'm I, I'm get, I'm being reminded recently of how much of a blast that show is, and how much I kind of wish the episodes were longer, <laughs> like full anime length episodes. Yeah, you, it, you need like a full I'll half fucking hour. say it. It's an anime. It's a fucking anime. It feels it's it's totally made by people who love anime and grew up during like the boom period. Um, absolutely. Well, it's weird to know that this came from Christy Krakus, who did Super Jail and yeah. like. Uh, robotomy, you know, because mm-hmm. I was just like, really? I didn't think he would, like, really zero in on, on a project like this, you know? Mm-hmm. That always kind of fascinated me. But, uh, sh- but like, the thing you gotta know about him is that he does actually know how to write, like, like plots with, like, an actual sense of pathos and, like, direction to them. Even though he's writing characters that generally are kind of, like, dicks to each other, you know? Right. He somehow manages to still put some heart in there. Because I even got that sense when I watched Super Jail. There were some legit episodes of Super Jail in the second and third season where I was like, wow, that was actually kind of heartwarming. <laughs> that actually kind of touched me among all the bloodshed and gore. <laughs> like, I actually felt for the characters for a second. And I actually kind of feel that here with Ballmasters as well. It's it's impressive what that guy can do. It's really impressive. So yeah, give Ballmasters a watch. It's like... yeah. One of my favorite anime lately. <laughs> yeah. Best anime of the year. 2020. <laughs> well, no, I guess... Well, no, it would have been like a... Uh, 2018, that's when 2018, it 2018, yeah. yeah. That's, that's when it would have been. Mm-hmm. Best anime 2018. Yeah. Never forget. Yeah, I guess... Like, uh... Didn't when it came... It didn't it came out, like, uh... Around Detour time around 2018? I think it did, actually. Because yeah, I wrote, like, an article for uh, our friend JP's website. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Back yeah. At the time. 
And I think, did we watch an episode that weekend? We, I think we did. I want to say we did. I know you've watched some of Yeah, them you showed me. Yeah, yeah, you've watched some And I've watched them, yeah. Yeah. But, um, we might, we might have watched a little bit of it, actually. Yeah, because I remember sure. at least being on while we are in the hotel room during that time. Mm, maybe that was it. Mm-hmm. Maybe that was it. Well, even, uh, might even, who knows, might be able to throw it on even for Detour this year. Oh, yeah. Since it will last for a little, for, uh, some weeks. I also just realized something nice we can also watch uh, that Detour Weekend is, uh, I, I know uh, it's going to be like the Japanese version, but uh, that weekend is going to be the finale of uh, My Hero Season 4. Oh, nice. Ha! Yeah, because I think by near the end of that, we'll be uh, get, we'll be introducing the characters uh, General Criminal and yep. uh, La Brava. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that'd be pretty fun. That'll be pretty fun I to see. I think they already showed... Well, no, the big grand finale for that, though, is it the, would be the uh, music show. The music show, yeah. Yeah, the big music show. Yeah. Which... Uh, I'm 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 looking forward to that because I trust the crew and I'm all like, okay, music, kind of hard to sell that in a manga. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that was a little lost to me when I read it, but it still looked good. I'm looking forward to see what the anime does with that. Oh yeah, definitely. With that entire scene, what kind of music they'll work with? Yeah, like uh, I think because they got to make that into a spectacle. They do. They really do have to. Though so far, uh, from what I've seen of the uh, the Japanese version, because it's uh, a little ahead of the dub, and I'm mostly just keeping up with the dub. Right. But uh, they did show a clip of uh, Jiro singing, and uh, apparently in the Japanese version, they're gonna have her sing in English. Really? Yeah. Because nice. I saw a clip, and it's just like she's uh, singing in English, but then but it's still the Japanese version. Really? That's that's kind of that's kind of an yeah, odd. Yeah, seems kind of weird. You don't see that very often. Yeah. You'd think they would like get in like some like singer or something, or just have the voice actress sing or something yeah. like that. Unless it is actually her Unless singing in English. In English, yeah. I mean, just... Yeah, because in the original manga, there wasn't, like... They didn't have any, like, lyrics that she was yeah, singing. Yeah, there was no there. lyrics there. Yeah, no lyrics or anything. Mm-hmm. Hmm, that'll be interesting to see. Yeah, so... Makes you wonder, like, if the dub's gonna, like, do it do it itself, because, uh... Usually when songs are in English, like, uh, English dubs, they just don't, they just don't do it, because it's... It's already there. Is it me, or, is, or have I been seeing a tendency towards, like, some dubs uh, lately actually, like, writing their own, like, songs and, li- like, uh, writing, writing like, translation lyrics and stuff? Yeah. And, like, re-singing songs and stuff? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've been seeing that kind of a little bit lately. Yeah, like, uh, then again, it's usually for, like, simul dubs and, like, you know, they're really busy, they don't have time to actually... Right. ...do lyrics and... That's uh, still a cool thing to do, though. I yeah, can, it is. I, I, I dig that. Yeah, once in a while they will. Like, if it's a one-off song and they mm-hmm. have enough time ahead of time, then they can, like, uh, dub it. Because I know there was, like, this one show called uh, The Rolling Girls, which I think is kind of underrated, where there was, like, a big musical number, and the uh, the character was played by Brina Palencia in the dub, so I'm pretty sure, like, she knew it was going to happen, so, like, they had her, like, say, hey... We know you're good at writing songs. Why don't you uh, help us translate this, and then you can sing it in the show? Right, right. Yeah, very cool. Very cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that'll be that'll be a great finale. To, that will to, be, to that and, just, and plus, perfect capper to a season that started off pretty grim. Mm-hmm. Yeah, pretty grim start overall. Yeah. <laughs> no, but a nice, sweet, sweethearted little finish though. It'll mm-hmm. come down to yeah. And then we'll get to some really wild stuff. Oh, yeah, we get to Class A and B team-ups. We get the... My Villain Academia. My Villain Academia. My League Weegee Academia. Fucking hell, I'm so excited. Oh, my God. There's, like, so many moments in that arc specifically that I'm just like, I can't wait for this to be animated (laughs) and acted out. It's gonna be a delight. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Actually, I'm looking forward to Castlevania Season 3 actually coming out on Netflix this this, uh, March, actually. Oh, okay. Cause like, cause I've been rewatching some of the old episodes of that, and uh, man, it's it's so easy for me too because it's it's that easy to get into. <laughs> 
I don't know. If you haven't watched it yet, like, I highly recommend it. Okay. First season's, like, four episodes, and second season's eight episodes. Oh, okay. So you watch the two together, and it pretty much much makes a full season. Right. Yeah, and uh, next season's gonna be ten episodes. Okay. So, a lot of, uh, a lot of good stuff to uh, work with there. Yeah, a lot of, like, in particular, the dialogue in that series is really, like, snappy and, like, really, like, relatable, enjoyable. Mm-hmm. Really endears you to the characters in okay. that series. Okay. And also just genuinely good storytelling, like, overall, I would say. I know it was, I know the whole series was written by, uh, like, a comic book writer that's been, that's uh, written for a good many years, so. The guy, you watch the series and the guy clearly has experience. <laughs> he clearly had experience writing good dialogue. I highly recommend it. Alright, I'll check that out because I've heard good things. Mm, absolutely. Uh, I guess mm. we can talk about some other stuff that I've been, uh, doing recently is that, uh, I don't know if I mentioned this, but yeah, I finally, uh, ended my, uh, hiatus from main roster wwe oh yeah i heard about that wait what made you break that that's the road to wrestlemania and i feel like you know what you know wrestlemania season Mm -hmm. they usually try to amp things up a bit and like i might as well and it's been a good five months or so i think that's good enough time to plus it's wrestlemania you wanted to like you wanted to watch that so you want the context yeah i understand that yeah, but uh, no, like, WrestleMania is looking to be a pretty good card this year. Like, so far they've only announced, uh, what was it, like, two, three matches? Mm, okay. Like, uh, the big one, the big main event is going to be uh, Drew McIntyre versus Brock Lesnar for the uh, WWE title. <laughs> Drew McIntyre winning the Royal Rumble, and, like, I miss the Rumble, but I love that because I'm, I'm a big Drew fan. Mm, okay, okay. And they also have uh, Charlotte Flair against uh, Rhea Ripley for the NXT title. NXT title actually getting defended on a WrestleMania. Oh, okay. And then there's also like some rumors going around like they're setting up Edge versus Randy Orton. By the way, Edge coming back after 10 years after retiring in 2010. Yeah, I caught that a little bit. Yeah, Edge had returned. Yeah, like a career-threatening neck injury had to like silent his career and then oh shit that's what took him out yeah now he's back he's good to go Ooh, okay like showed up at the rumble had a good run came to the final four and then now he's starting to feud with randy orton oh so he did actually wrestle yep yeah how was it after like all those years he looks like he still got it oh really yeah it'll be like then again it's the royal rumble basically all you have to do is just do quick moves some spots that are not like a full match or anything right right it is royal rumble so it's like you know, everybody. It'll be wild. interesting to see like how he and Orton can pull off at least a fifteen twenty minute match. Right, right. Yeah. Then again, he shouldn't have he shouldn't have two problems with Rain Orton because Rain Orton's a very slow worker, so like uh, he wouldn't have to like he won't get gassed out. Ah, nice. <laughs> That'll be yeah. I'm glad I'm glad to see that like that's at least like kicking in for WrestleMania because it would have been bad if every if everything was just boring all in the lead up to that yeah it's really disappointing yeah though there is one thing on the road WrestleMania that i'm definitely gonna be ignoring is that uh this thursday friggin saudi blood money showdown crown jewel part five. Oh god they're still doing shows in saudi arabia they got a 10-year deal to do two shows a year fucking hell dude i didn't know that was a 10-year deal a 10-year deal until 2030 man jesus christ just kissing ass to like the royal family over there mm-hmm. oh disgusting and it's just like a lot of it's just foregone conclusions like yeah ricochet going up against brock lesnar for the title and i'm just and it's like I love Ricochet, but he's not beating Brock. Mm. He has no chance in hell. Like they're, not, they're not bringing their A-game to Saudi Arabia, you mean? You mean? It's more like, give the impression that it's their A-game, because they promised, oh. they promised the uh, the royal family uh, WrestleMania-style shows twice a year, so it's like, we'll give you like uh, great matches on paper, 
but like we're not going to deliver really. Right, right. Like we'll just we'll just give you we'll just give you what you think you want. Like there's a like uh, every show they always do like this weird thing where it's just a big random tournament for a trophy that no one cares about. Really? Yeah, this year they're doing it again because like the first time they did like the greatest Royal Rumble, a 50 man Royal Rumble, and Braun Strowman won a big dumb sword trophy. It sounds like just a it sounds like just a big play for like just like. Just like yeah, watch watch these titans crash against each other for this big ass like rad looking trophy that doesn't mean anything. A trophy that's also a piece of shit because I remember when Braun, <laughs> after he won it, he had like uh, sitting ringside during his matches, and during one match, someone practically sneezed on it and it just exploded into pieces. What did Vince think he was going to get out of that deal? Money. That's it. Just... Billions of dollars. Yeah. M- more than likely. All that royal money. You know? All that blood money. Yep. Fucking hell. And they also set up a... The there's, wo- get, there's gotta be some way that's gonna get broken. There's so gotta be some way. I don't know, maybe if the royal family actually does something so heinous that, like, everyone has to say, do not work with these guys. They, they fucking did. And they killed, like, a fucking journalist. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but now it's just like... I, I highly doubt that. Mm-hmm. Ugh, just... What was Vince thinking? Yeah. Well, that's the thing. He doesn't think. Yeah, that's true. He doesn't think. <laughs> like, look, like that's why we have the XFL back. And granted, it's better than the first time around. But like, he's doing that just because. Why not? I'm re- I'm reserving judgment to see if that like is gonna fizzle out. <laughs> oh yeah, like I'm thinking we'll at least get two seasons. Okay, you yeah. think you're giving it two seasons? At, at the very least, two seasons. It it won't fold at the end of the season. Mm, interesting. And unlike the alliance, to be with, fair, it is kind of hard for some things to flop that hard lately. Yeah. So. But you then know, again, because it's, it's like TV shows, almost everything gets like a second season these days. Yeah. But then again, there was last year's uh, attempt at a spring football league, the Alliance of American Football, and they fizzled out before the championship game. Mm, okay. Because they ran out of money. Yeah. But here with the XFL, it's like, okay, they have better TV deals, and people seem to be kind of into it, and it's actually not bad football. Okay, okay. That's like, I'm kind of I'm kinda getting into it, and I'm kind of, I kind of actually have a team, the uh, the St. Louis Battlehawks. <laughs> Wait, Battlehawks? The Battlehawks. Battlehawks. Yeah. Oh, okay. I'm kind of rooting for I'll them. I'll have to look like, them up. I think they're pretty good, and also I feel the city, of St. the city of St. Louis deserves a professional football team since the Rams left for L.A. a few years ago. Oh, really? Wait, really? Like, St. Yeah. Louis doesn't have any team there? No, they don't have a professional football team. They have baseball team and hockey team, but that's about it. Wait, they don't even, like, the state itself doesn't even have a football team? No, no professional football team in uh, St. Louis. Oh, that's shitty. Well, actually, Missouri still has the Kansas City Chiefs. Okay, they still have them. Yeah. They still have them. Yeah, but City of St. Louis, nah, no pro football team. Nah, nothing. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, hopefully they get some. Who knows? Maybe the XFL will be a boon to them. Yeah, like yeah, that <laughs> their first home game, like uh, crowd turned out in droves. So you know. <laughs> yeah. Best of luck then. Yeah. Best of I'm luck for those them. teams. Mm-hmm. Make make something of this. <laughs> but I didn't manage to uh, ask yet. But um, what were were we planning to do an episode for the month of March? Because we got the convention time coming up around. There. Yeah, like I was planning on uh, doing uh, that month. We do KJO. Keijo, okay. Yeah, but it's, okay. A, it's a short one, 13 episodes, we'll probably get that done in the weekend. Mm, yeah, because be... you want to get it done before the con, right? Yeah, I want that to be kind of our, our go-home show. Okay, okay. Because I can... I can yeah, because talk... the thing is, I gotta, I gotta buckle down for my panels this month. Yeah. I really gotta, so I'm gonna be doing what I can. Yeah, like, for me, I But can... it'll be good to, like, re-record... It'll be good to re-record that, though. Yeah, because, like, I wanna, I wanna redo that for, like, detour month, like, 
this is kind of my plan for the future episodes, like Detour Month or episode before Detour, I kind of want to have it relating to Anime Detour in a certain way. Mm, okay. Depending on, like, if it relates to a certain panel we're doing or whatever. Okay. Mm-hmm. But this is going to be this exception. Now, th- this relates to last year's Detour. Right, last uh, year's. This is Redemption. And Redemption. That's what I'm calling it. And then next year... And the next year... You want me to say what idea, what idea I have for next year? Oh, you have planned out that far ahead? Yeah, I kind of have an idea. Really? Like, for the month, for that month? Yeah. For Detour? Okay, and what yeah. do you got? Uh, I was thinking of doing something relating to Toonami, a Toonami show. Hmm, okay. It's something that I kind of want to revisit, most because I really want to bitch about it, because it's so dumb. Is it exactly what I think it is? Well, what do you think it is? Is it Dimension W? Hell yeah. <laughs> I want to... I want to rip that one again, because I because rem- a while back I rewatched our old uh, video of our first Tsunami panel, and I'm just like, we went too easy on that show. Granted, we didn't have a lot whole really? lot. Really, I felt I felt that was pretty hard on it. I don't know. We kind of went a little. We could we could have gone hard enough. Mm, okay. And I'm just like, I did. I really want more time to really lay into that. Cause have you, wait, have you just found over time that like there is more to bitch about there? I kind of found over time that I really miss bitching about it. Oh, so you want to have like a good? You want to relive the good times? I want to relive the good times, and I want to kind of have it <laughs> a recording of it. Right, like you want to at least have it on record. Yeah, <laughs> that this is a show no one should watch. Yes, a show that came in with so much hype that friggin' Funimation helped co-produce it and just fizzled out completely. Yeah, honestly. Honestly, it would make for a pretty good con- like podcast because that's just such a good one where it's like, like everything goes wrong. It's in that. the most forgettable show ever. Like I'm pretty sure you mentioned Dimension W. No one remembers it. Yeah, yeah. And it just came in with so much fanfare. Yeah, there was a bit of a, there was a bit of like gusto like that Toonami gave for it. It was the it. first simuldub Toonami had since Space Dandy. And like they produce helped produce it as well, right? Uh, Funimation helped produce it. Okay, they helped uh, produce Adult it. Swim didn't have much. Uh, Okay, Wait, so it wasn't like IGPX or anything. No, nah, it wasn't like that. Okay, good. But, uh, no, still had some, like, backing towards it, you know. Funimation clearly believed in it. They believed in it so hard that I'm pretty sure their warehouses are filled with so much Dimension W merch that's been gone <laughs> unsold. Uh, could, could be possible. Mm-hmm. Could be possible there could be a warehouse of that somewhere. There's, like... I bet you there's, like, boxes upon boxes of, like, unsold Dimension W seatbelt belts. Oh, God. <laughs> I don't know if we'll go that hard, but, like, I would agree, though. That would be a good one to that do would an be episode for. Because there's just so much to rip and make fun of. I know. I As much as I will say about it, it's 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 shit. But, like, there's a fascinating amount of stuff to it that makes it shit. It's prime riff material. It really is. And, like, the production and how they really screwed up the adaptation by, like, what was it, like, they put, like, ten chapters of the manga per episode. Right, right. This is one of those anime that you want to, like, deconstruct to, like, see just wh- where it went bad in all these parts. <laughs> oh, yeah. It, I'm pretty sure it went bad as soon as it started airing. <laughs> <laughs> It's like fucking cross Ange. It's like n- nothing, <laughs> yeah. nothing fucking works in the entire show, and it's like you don't, and it's like, but it's like so bad, it's fascinating. Yeah, it's <laughs> it's almost like watching a train wreck. Yeah, or a tire fire. You just gotta watch it burn. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I am absolutely down for that. Plus, I have it on DVD, yeah, so I can DVD. like, ease, I can, I have no excuse to not rewatch it. <laughs> 
I figure I, I figure I owe that since I still haven't rewatched it since Alexandra bought that for me. <laughs> I remember, remember she gave that to you. And one more thing too, relating to that, because it was kind of because like it was kind of coincidentally brought brought to mention W, because a while ago, I had met up with JP this month. Mm-hmm. Did you ever get a chance to meet up with him this month? Nah, I haven't had a chance. I've been like working too much. Oh, that's that sucks. Yeah, I, I at least did manage to uh, meet up with That's him. That's good. I took him out to uh, I took him to the Keg and Case Ooh, in St. Paul. Nice. And he quite liked it. Ah, nice. <laughs> Funny enough, he actually said he's been like on and off with like craft breweries these days. <laughs> no, he said it's not it's not because he doesn't hate them. It's just like I think he just doesn't like how experimental the beers look or something. Like he was just like I just like a nice boring beer these days. <laughs> And, uh, well, I'll give him credit. He did try my Rosemary IPA, and he didn't like it very much, so. Uh, <laughs> to be honest, I'm kind of the same way. Usually when I buy beer from the liquor store, I usually get either basic bitch stuff like Miller Lite or Heineken. You know, I'm I'm different where I'm like, I, there's, there's so many beer varieties these days. So many beer varieties. There is. And I like to go, and, it's, and I'm just like, I'm, it's like Pokemon. I want to collect <laughs> them all. I want to drink them all. I want to see what flavors people can come up with. Like, what kind of cool, crazy shit people do. And I get you there, and I do like a good craft beer every now and again. Right, I would like to know, do you at least like going to breweries with me and like, trying, it. like, the different different stuff there? Yeah, I like that. Okay, that's good. But I good. mostly, like, I save it for just visiting breweries. Like, when I buy stuff for home, it's just simple stuff. Right, right. Like, you do appreciate when I pick I, up packs of stuff. Yes, I appreciate the variety. Like, I usually... Okay, that's good to know. That's like, good to know. It's... It's with you that I usually get this stuff. Like, when I'm on my own, then it's just whatever. Right, right. Normal stuff. Well, the thing is with me is that, like, I don't like to, like, buy beer on, like, a regular basis or anything. I'm not, like, the, I'm not those, I'm not, like, those people who buy, like, a pack a week or something and mm-hmm. might have, like, one a day or one every two day, other two days or something. Usually or, when I buy a pack, it lasts me, like, at least two or three weeks. Uh, yeah, like, I'm not, like, it's weird with me where I'm, like, I can't, like buy a pack and let it last me for like a good period of time like a month or something I know it's like I buy I buy like a six pack of like whatever beers I pull off the shelf for like the big like pack deal thing mm-hmm. and then I wait for a special night or day and then I just go through them all and then I have my like neat little moment you know mm-hmm. that's kind of how I approach my beers and stuff so it's like when you so it's like whenever you do come over and like you try mm-hmm. some, I bought those beers specifically for that moment. Mm-hmm. Or if I bring them to a party, I brought those beers specifically for a party. And that's good for someone like me because to be honest, I can't really decide when it comes to those things. So I'll let you decide for me. <laughs> <laughs> right. And I found some weird stuff too. Mm-hmm. I find some I find some weird stuff. I find some good stuff. Every now and then I find some stuff that just doesn't work at all. <laughs> but uh, I like the experimentation, you know. But uh, I don't know. I just laughed when like JP said that. <laughs> <laughs> Although I think he did find at least like one that like he could settle with there, you know. Okay. A decent like hazy something, or, or I think it might have been something uh, lighter. I think it might have been like a Pilsner he found actually, something oh, okay. a bit more crisp or something. But uh, no, I'm getting off track. Yeah, he's we like, we met up, anime. We were hanging out. We hung out there for like a solid three hours, like <laughs> before it even closed. Just talking, just straight talking. I mm-hmm. absolutely loved it. It was such a great time I had with him, because we could just chat, because we just chatted about, like, everything anime, and about, like, conventions and stuff, you know, and just, like, really just shooting the wind. It was just a fantastic time. Nice. But he actually brought up, 
that he's actually that uh, he's got like a bunch of anime he still has to get through. And he actually mentioned one of them in his, that he still has to get through that he bought one time in bulk was Dimension W. <laughs> and he asked me, "How is that show?" And I'm all like, eh, "Watch it for yourself." <laughs> That's all I'll say. Just watch it for yourself, man. <laughs> I'm not. You got experience. It. I'm not surprised that he owns that because, like, whenever I listen to like Dead Rat Pizza or any of his other old podcasts, he always mentions that, like, yeah, I bought this series. I haven't watched it yet. It's still in the shrink wrap on my shelf. Yeah, he said he has a big backlog <laughs> he of stuff. Like, he still does that. I love it. That's great. <laughs> Uh, JP, if you ever listen to this man, you're you're awesome. Yeah, you're, you're the, incredible. You're the greatest. And listen to Dead Rat Pizza, please. Yes, listen to Dead Rat Pizza. <laughs> also, I gotta mention, JP, you're wrong about milk. Milk is delicious. <laughs> oh, he's he's anti-milk. He's in the anti-milk camp. Him and any of the guests he brings on are all anti-milk, and I can't stand it. Oh, I do not stand for that. Milk is the greatest. Milk, milk. I've okay. I don't drink it as much these days because I found out one time. I I think you actually don't need to drink it as much when you're an adult. Because, like, that's more for, like, when you're, like, developing, when, like, you're younger and stuff, and you need, like, stronger bones, you know? But then, like, you peak when, like, you're an adult. It's the same reason why wild animals don't, like, drink milk or anything, or, like, get any dairy in their bodies, because they just don't need it anymore. Mm -hmm. But I still enjoy some good cold milk with some baked goods, though. Yeah. Like, brownies or cookies or, like, pie or something. That's... That's mainly what I reserve milk for these days. I usually save milk for, like, whenever I have a really big hot dinner like you know just like whatever a burger steak or whatever chicken get a glass of milk with it like by the time i'm done i am full and good for the rest of the night really you like milk with your steak yep i love you like milk steak (laughs) (laughs) yeah i am i am charlie kelly (laughs) well you don't boil the steak in milk no (laughs) but no i like i like a good glass of milk with like a meal and it's just like fills me up i think that's just the tryptophan that really like yeah makes you feel so satisfied Mm -hmm. (laughs) or actually no 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 not that no 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 not that that's the that's the quoted bullshit thing it's the carbs 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 from the milk combined with a meal Mm -hmm. just knock you on your ass and make you feel satisfied yeah it's like the same way with like a turkey like a turkey meal or something Mm -hmm. i'm the opposite these days i like i prefer like a good glass of wine with my steak oh that's good too because i because i'm because like i because i found out the wonders of having, a, like, a dry wine with your steak. Because my brother, he used to work at uh, the West Wind Supper Club in River Falls, Wisconsin. And uh, he would, like, you know, he would, like, he would always, like, have to sample the wines, you know, there. Like, like see how they pair with everything and, like, try everything, you know. And uh, he was the one who got me into that because he said that, like, when you, when you drink a dry wine, uh, it dries out your mouth and stuff because of the lack of sweetness, you know. Mm-hmm. So you get like a dry, so you wish around your mouth, you get like a dry feeling like once you swallow it, you know, but then you put a piece of juicy steak in your mouth. It is, no matter what steak it is, you'll, it will taste like the best steak you've ever had in your life (laughs) after you've had some dry wine. (laughs) Mm, That sounds great. It's, it's like, it's, it's expensive. I know. Oh yeah, no doubt. It's, but like, if I, if I ever can, if I ever can like treat myself. I get a nice dry. I get like some nice dry alcohol to go with uh, some nice juicy meat. It's it's amazing. Nice, it really is. <laughs> oh man, you're getting me hungry now. I, know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I shouldn't I shouldn't really be today because I had like ramen and ice cream for lunch. Oh okay. <laughs> I mean that was my meal for the day right there. Like that was it. <laughs> so I'm completely satisfied. I got my coffee now, so I'm yeah. good. 
Glad I got through all that shitty Christmas coffee. Too. <laughs> <laughs> I was tired of that. I really was. Oh god, that's the worst when you have like a whole lot of something that you don't like, but you can't get rid of it. Oh yeah, that's true. I actually have some like in my cupboard, like some like tropical trail mix I got from Aldi's one time. Because I because I wanted because like I had spent a lot of money that like before that you know, and I wanted to like go cheap for like some groceries and stuff. And I got that thinking like, oh, well, I'll easily knock this out. It's like trail mix. It gives you a lot of healthy energy. Still got, like, most of the bag up there. But, like, it doesn't even, like, like decompose or anything. It's all dried out, you know? So it like, lasts for fucking ever. Right. So that's going to be sitting in my cupboard for a yeah, while. Because it's freaking wartime food. It is war. Yeah, it's wartime food. <laughs> uh. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yakuza. I still, yeah. Need to, I still need to get the collection. I still got to get that. I'm, I, Unfortunately, I'm not this month. Not this month, though. I this month I need to buckle down and focus on my panels. Mm-hmm. Ha! But maybe after. Yeah, that's a treat. <laughs> In June, maybe because I still have to play <laughs> through Persona Five Royal. Oh yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah, that's coming out in I April. Got, I got I got to place my pre order for that. That's probably going to take up most of April and a little bit of May for me. Mm-hmm. But who knows? We'll see. After that, then I'll continue Yakuza. Actually, Yakuza would be good to play during the summer because, oh, like, because you know, it's it, you know, it's like every game like it never t- it bar- almost never takes place during like winter except for Zero. You yeah, know? so that'd be good to do actually. Mm-hmm. I always get like sunny, summery vibes from Kamurocho. Yeah, so that'd be good to do. All right. So, yeah, that's been uh, your dose of uh, I don't know, Bay Bay bullshit. <laughs> I guess. Yeah, this is a little bit of Bebe bullshit right here. Yeah, <laughs> it's a new segment. In our new segment where we just do pre-show bullshit. Yeah, <laughs> about whatever stupid craps on our mind. <laughs> Anything we can have a back and forth about. Just to warm up. Just to warm ourselves up. Okay. Expect more in the future. Yes. Motherfucking bitch, oh shit. Ba-da-dai, ba-da-dai. Oh, shit. 